morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. God bless anything tested. Don't know Jesus Christ said the best every time. No, all the Muslims and all the crew. Remember, so the end of no for Jesus Christ. Lift them high. I'm not here for Christ. Bust the place. Bust the place. No, no, no. Mercy. Yeah. This song right here is dedicated to all my people. They felt like giving up. And you didn't think we were going to make it. Bless them all the time. Check it out, y'all. I'm not here to go. Get up! Yeah. Get up! Get up! This is the City Breakfast Show. <laughs> City's biggest conversation. Yo! Lift them high into the sky for the most time. Listen to what? Welcome to Friday Friday the 23rd of September In the year of our Lord 2022 Good morning, bonjour, welcome Buenos dias, this is the City Breakfast Show Live on your dial 97.3 FM You are reaching the world via citynewsroom.com 
My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avle. Many, many thanks for joining us. It's a wonderful Friday morning. Start off on a note of praise. Tech Franklin and Papa San. Call this one Awesome God. Well, welcome to our breakfast. And you can join us via the number 0549 Let me start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. Now, for those whose salary goes through ADB, I have good news for you. ADB's got the Payday Plus. And remember, you can access up to 10,000 CDs of your next net monthly salary. Or you can even uh, get about 80% of your next net monthly salary. Now, if this is something you are interested in, Call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284197. ADB truly a Greek and more. <laughs> now, business yesterday comes from John Maxwell, a person who's written a lot about leadership and has spoken a lot about leadership. He says, a great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion and not position. A great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion and not position. So if you want to succeed, you want to see that vision fulfilled, it should not come around. It should not be so because you are the head, you are the boss, you are the supervisor or manager. It should come from a place of passion. It should boil inside your heart and your spirit. That's where your drive comes from. As for the position, it's just a consequence of all the hard work you put in. So you are put there to guide others. But that vision is built not in your position, is built from your heart and soul and spirit built from passion that's john maxwell giving us our business sense for the morning up next is the newspaper review this is the city breakfast show please stay tuned Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
it'll be a happy day tomorrow at the Eden Heights Sports Complex. If you didn't sign up, if you didn't pay, you know, not the wallow. The City Business Olympics happening tomorrow, God willing, September 24 at the Eden Heights Sports Complex in Weja. What are we doing tomorrow? Seven aside football, swimming, tennis, volleyball, basketball, and table tennis. For fun games like sack race, arm wrestling, lime and spoon, oware and ludu, plus the CEO's challenge, we've got chess and scrabble. It will be a fun day. It's powered by City FM, City TV, partnered by Eden Heights Doctors in Service Clinic, and sponsored by Mentos, Bethel Logistics, and Good Day Energy Drink. Charlie, a good day will flow. People will need lots of it tomorrow because the energy will hit the roof. But up next is a newspaper review brought to us by Quads from Total Energy's Marketing Ghana. You need Quads in your engine because it's built with age resistance technology, which means that your engine will age well. It will, you know, be great. It will actually age backwards, really. It will stop being old and start feeling young. Now, remember that the uh, Quads uh, engine oil with age resistance technology is a breakthrough innovation that ensures that your engine improves and its um, mechanical wear and tear will be uh, dropped. Even under extreme temperatures and pressure compared to industry limits on ACEA engine wear tests. That's why your engine needs a lot of the quads engine oil. Trust me. You need to get your hand on Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Now, Kel Charcoal Toothpaste also is sponsoring the newspaper review. You need that because it's a great way of removing bacteria that produce bad breath in the mouth. It will keep your gums healthy and strong. It will reduce dental plaque. And it's good for adults and children or for everybody aged 6 years and above. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste for white teeth and fresh breath all day long. It's another quality product from Samara Company Limited. And of course, it has been approved by the FDA. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste, happy smile. And the Fidelity Sikaboom promo is here. These days, everybody loves to get cash. We all need extra cash in our pockets, hands, wallets, purses, bank accounts, everywhere. Now, to get into this Sikaboom promo, just deposit and maintain 300 CDs or multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period. To qualify, you could win 100,000 CDs in the grand draw in 2023. Open your Fidelity bank account. Make that deposit today. Remember, T's and C's apply. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. Let me say good morning to Caleb and Gottfried. Gentlemen, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning, Nathan. Morning, Nathan. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's Friday. It is Friday. <laughs> it's, it's, a happy, Friday. it's a happy day. It's a happy day. It's a happy day. We all like Friday. It's a happy day. Like the day before the day. Yes, the day before the, the day. day before the so day. we've we've gone to fill the pitch. The boots have been properly cleaned, so. well laced. So tomorrow as of today we are tomorrow and we are we'll show up, but today we are doing nothing we are just relaxing yeah. we'll do visualization yeah you know and then yeah. you show yeah, up. I, and i can't wait to meet people 
like it's uh, it's for someone like Caleb especially he loves people <laughs> I, I, I avoid crowds Caleb, Caleb loves people so yes, I, I tomorrow tomorrow is the kind of day you will be especially I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> you, you will be especially happy trying to meet all people anyway let me take the front page of the daily especially graphic especially the kids you know the parents come with the kids they, they really love to hang around mm. I enjoy it too yeah front page of the daily graphic Child trafficking syndicate busted. Mm. Mm. 16 minors rescued. Give right. you details later. Okay. Uh, Cocoa freight charges up 5% for all destinations, but UK stayed. Mm. Then over 1,000 childhood cancers diagnosed in Ghana annually. Chronicle. NDC MPs indict Chinese government for allegedly issuing two passports to guess who? Aisha Huang. Headporter finds $18,000 in Desbin. Owner fights for money in court. CID boss pulled out. Ekufuado sells Ghana, Africa at United Nations. Quote of the day, James 114. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Mm-hmm. Backpage, Ghana, Brazil friendly. Did you relishes clash against best team in the world? Front page of the Daily Guide, we killed students nest for money ritual. Mm. And uh, that's Michael Daku and uh, so-called Chief Echo Clark. You should see him on the front page uh, of the paper. <laughs> uh, it, didn't, it didn't take a lot for them to start singing. Mm-hmm. It didn't really take a lot mm. for them to start singing. Anyway. This, is, this is very troubling. NDC's Mosquito to Sting of mm. Puffo. Mm. That's a battle uh, royale coming up. Ghana calls for partnership to combat maritime crime. A Chinese woman denies stealing shares. Okay. I'll give you details about that later. Daily analyst, geopolitical crisis and opportunity to rely less on food imports. F- I almost said fellow guys. No, President Tekufuado. Now, after countless picketing, NAPCO trainees paid one month salary out of 11 months arrears. Okay. IMF said to conduct thorough update of Ghana's physical economy and Mankesi murder suspects remanded case adjourned to October 4. From Peter the Herald newspaper, uh, a story that's gradually building up steam. Mm. A lot of people, especially in the civil society space, talking about this. Uh, Energy Ministry, GMPC and others freely dashing Ghana's gas resource, Mm -hmm. lifting the veil on the $2 billion Gensa deal. A black one drops fresh bombshell on Aisha Huang. That also makes it to the front page of the paper. And uh, my good friend, Samir Uku, uh, he's director general of the National Lotteries Authority. He's in the Caribbean. He's okay. doing all kinds of things there. I'll tell you what he's up to. New crusading guide. I won't keep quiet on corruption fight, Martin Amidu. Appeared to reconstruction progressing steadily. Six con- contractors on site. And, um... Wager dam compensation blues, but Tiano's two sees red. Elder wants wager Jasicha to stop throwing dust into the public eyes. Now, here's a weird story. Black star in our flag cause of Ghana's woes. Beggar reviews. Ah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Republic Press's front page goes with Battle for NDC Soul. Uh, it's a mosquito vessel for some powerful clash for yeah. the chairmanship of the party. Mm. Uh, six illegal miners arrested at Atriman Punya. And the president also missed the front page mm-hmm. after, according to the Republic 
oppressed, telling it to the world mm-hmm. without equivocation. Thank you. The Ghanaian Times, 538 die, 127 injured in 159 assaults in one month. These are terrorist attacks in the Sahel, West Africa. Stories on page 17. Now, three killed, 32 injured in gas tanker bus collision at Formosia. We didn't give Aisha Huan visa. This is the Chinese ambassador, the Ghana ambassador to China. And UNDP launches $1 million black voter afforestation project. Exciting stuff there. Front page of the BNFT. Uh, GEPA targets $2 billion annually from coconut export. Governments, 13 banks, sign $10 billion Ghana City deal for mm-hmm. U-Start program. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on the uh, on Galamse, uh, it puts Pra River in sorry state. I'm mm-hmm. going to start my review from that, paper, yeah. that story when we begin. Sad. Now, the finder says, education system not producing critical thinkers, assertive curriculum that empowers the child to ask questions and challenge the status quo needed. This story is attributed to Dr. Aduchum, education minister. We may shut down Tamale plant over excess water from Bagri Dam Spillage. Ghana Water Company is saying so. Alright, if you go online, citynewsroom.com says we may shut down Tamale plant over excess water from Bagri Dam Spillage. Is yeah. the Ghana Water Company speaking. And uh, other stories. Mankasim killing. Suspects confess to murdering victim for money rituals. That's according to the police. Uh, Laklevi Copper residents consider demo after woman drowns in Lagoon. Mahama not responsible for NPP's economic mess. Minority insists. And in terms of the Mankasim killing, suspects charged, remanded by court. Citybusinessnews.com. They've got stories. BOG police arrest over 70 black market dealers, plus other stories. Major online inflation feels like 80%, not 33.9%. DLX Finance CEO speaks. Bright Simon says no data shows Ghana is worse hit by Russia Ukraine situation. And our problems are bad leadership corruption. Bad leadership corruption. Dr. Ishmael Yamsin is speaking. A minority says. Aisha Huang's charges scanty, superficial, with intention to protect guilty accomplices mm. in high places. If you go to starfm.com.gh, um, Dr. Apak is questioning Dr. Edichum, where did the 14 million CDs for capitation grant go? Mm. That's the big question. Huang's, Huang accomplices use WeChat for Galamse activities, AG tells court. And in the central region, three illegal miners arrested along of Finn Subin rivers, mining equipment destroyed. <coughs> Sorry. And um, if we go to the BBC's homepage, they've got stories there. What Russia wants from the votes in occupied Ukraine. And there's an interesting one. CNN cancels Iran interview over headscarf demand. So Christina Mampo refuses to cover her hair wow. for an interview with Iran's leader in new york so that's a very interesting one that is popping up internationally but let's start off uh, yeah i'll start start, yeah i'll start from galamsey the front page of bnft has this uh press story especially in the western region and i don't know why the western region has been struggling with water uh for some time now but if you go to page nine uh, of the paper uh it has uh the details of the story. the story, yes, there are two page nines in the BNFT today. <laughs> <laughs> two page nines, yes. I see. 
Interesting. So, Galamsey puts Pra River in Sori State. The Ghana Rev, uh, the the Ghana Water Company Limited in the Western Region says the quality of water from the Pra River that is abstracted, mm. treated, and supplied to residents of Secondary Takrade is getting worse day by day due to the activities of illegal miners. Yes. Currently, the lab- the laboratory analysis by Ghana Water Company Limited shows very high turbidity and color values. The current turbidity of the Pra River is three thousand NTU, while the color is nine thousand HU. In an interview with BNFT, the communications manager of the company in charge of Western and Central regions, Nanaya Oberima Banier, said if the current trend continues unchecked, it will get to a point where the company can no longer treat the Pra River to produce safe drinking water. He explained that very soon, the water pumps will not even be able to abstract this kind of excessively polluted water since they were designed to abstract water and not to do the silting. Quote, the kind of water that is abstracted sometimes looks like mud, which is not meant for the pumps to abstract. And if it continues this way, the plants may be shut down as happened in the eastern region during the past. And that is the danger we are facing in the country in terms of water supply. If it gets to a point where because of the activities of these illegal miners, the quality of water is so bad that we cannot treat it, all they can do is shut down the plant. Good friend, I'll take you to uh, page three of the new weekend crusading guide. Piazza reconstruction progressing steadily. Six contractors on site. Now, government's commitment to rebuild Piazza, a town in the western region raised by fire, is on course as the reconstruction of 124 housing units is steadily progressing with a total of six contractors on site. Addressing the media on Thursday, 22nd September 2022, during his visit to the reconstruction site, Honorable Benito Usubio, the Deputy Minister responsible for Lands and uh, Forestry and Chairman of the Apiatse Reconstruction Implementation Team, gave a brief on the progress made, disclosing that the first phase of the construction will require about 45 million Ghana cities to complete and the second phase, 80 million Ghana cities will be needed to complete the phase taking into consideration the slightly affected houses which will only need roofing and other petty renovations. Let me give you a quote Mr. Uh, Honorable Benito and his store of the site also engaged a brick making engineer from the rural housing department Mr. Castro Calibu who disclosed that a total of 4,000 bricks have so far been produced, adding that with machines of a producing capacity of 11,000 a day, they are hopeful to finish production even before the stipulated time. Godfrey, Nathan, I was at the Piete uh, relief camp in March. Mm. It's been five months. If they are saying that the buildings they are now they are putting up at footing level, it's been five months. It's not impressive. The Where they are living, the relief camps, it's tense. Emotion. And the place is hot. Yeah. It's been five months. Five you have months. six contractors on the field. I mean, we need to applaud the government on how swiftly the road was reconstructed. When it comes to the housing for the APSA yeah, people, I think it's been slow and more work needs to be done. So, okay. Honorable Benito, put some fire in the bones of the contractors to finish on time. Okay, all right. All Let, right. Let's, go. let's go to Tamale. Now, the people of Tamale may have issues because the Ghana Water Company may soon halt operations. Mm. Okay, because of excess water due to the spillage of the bagri dam. It's interesting. When they don't have water, it's okay. When they have excess water, Wahala. The, wa- the company in a statement said the action was to protect their equipment and installations. Now, the, the, the company's management said it was following standard operating procedure because the intake dam uh, risks exceeding 
its maximum level so mm. that's a bit of an update from tamale i'm take i'm staying i'm staying with mining yes. and all its other activities yes. and i'm staying with aisha huang as well right uh, so herald newspaper on page five uh more details coming from ranking member on the committee on foreign affairs in parliament uh who says he has proof that uh, aisha huang did not s- sneak into ghana mm. uh according to mr blackwa uh, she went through immigration checks on all of these trips. Uh, he has provided evidence, uh, her two passports, her citizen ID cards, her stamps of entry and yes. everything. Uh, so you can get more details on that story okay. on page 5 of the Herald. Since we are talking about Aisha Huang, starfm.com.gh says Aisha Huang and her accomplices were using WeChat for the activities. Now, it has been discovered that Chinese Galamsei Kingping Aisha Huang and her accomplices have been using WeChat, a social media platform, for their correspondence regarding illegal mining activities in the country. Mm. So far, the notorious Galamsei Queen and seven other nationals have been arrested and uh, have been remanded by two separate courts in Accra. Two other Ghanaians, including a reverend minister, said to be linked to the Chinese illegal miners have also been arraigned and granted bail. Documents before the criminal division of the Accra High Court, presided over by Justice Lydia Osemafo, revealed that Aisha Huang and her four accomplices had been using WeChat, a social media platform, for their illegal activities. Nathan, on page two of the Finder, Education Minister is speaking tough. He says, education system not producing critical thinkers. Story by Elvis Daco. Minister of Education Dr. Yao Seyaduchum is worried that the educational system in Africa and Ghana, for that matter, does not produce critical thinkers. This is because the system has tamed pupils and students from asking questions by programming them to only reproduce what the teachers taught them during examination. Touting what Ghana is doing to change the situation at the United Nations General Assembly meeting in the in New York in the United States of America, Dr. Oduchum said this type of education cannot transform Ghana and the continent as a whole. Comparing the situation to his experience in the United States of America, he described the Ghanaian school children as good and respectful. According to him, he has visited a number of schools and any time he asks the students at the end of his interaction with them, if they have a question for him, no hands go up. Here's a quote. What it tells me is that invariably we tame the children. We want them to write down what we tell them at the end of examination. They should put down what we have told them and we say you are the best student the country has ever known. So Dr. Duchum is not happy with what he's seeing in our classrooms. Okay, well, Dr. Duchum has questions to answer. Dr. Clement Apak, who's a deputy ranking member on the Education Committee of Parliament, uh, has expressed worry over the unavailability of textbooks and the non-payment of the capitation grant for basic schools across the country. Now, reports arrived that not even a peso had been paid mm. for the 2021-22 academic year as the capitation grant had been in arrears for six tranches. And mm. Clement Apak is asking Dr. Yao Seyedichum to account for the supposed 14 million cities earmarked for textbooks and capitation grants basic schools well let me take you to the daily guide now uh, and this man Kasim's story on page six and they're saying that we killed student nurse for money ritual ah. and that is coming from the two persons who have been arrested um, michael Darkon, a self-styled pastor and christopher Echo clark 
the Tufuhini of Aquacrub, uh, a suburb uh, of Mankesim. And they, are, they say they killed Georgina Asobuchi for her to be used in rituals believed <clears throat> to bring wealth. And like Nita said, they've been singing. So mm. get to page six yeah, of the, uh, the Daily Guide and you mm. can get more details. Well, the update is that they've been um, remanded. They were okay. sent to court and they were slapped with conspiracy to commit a crime to wit murder and murder contracts uh, murder contracts to section 46 of the criminal and offenses act act 29 right so on page four of the daily analyst napco trainees paid hallelujah trainees of the nation's builders corps received one month's pay yesterday out of 11 months owed them by government there have been many protests from trainees demanding their allowance but the government has not been able to tell them when they will be paid however a message sent to trainees yesterday september 22nd 2022 stated dear napco trainee comma six 99.25 Ghana CD allowance has been paid to your e-switch card number XXXXX for November 2021. 0.75 Ghana CD was charged as a processing fee. Thank you very much. This comes weeks after the trainees staged a series of pickets to express their displeasure. So they've now been paid for November 2021. <laughs> okay. Front page of the Daily Graphic, the Ghana Immigration Service has busted a syndicate that is allegedly involved in the trafficking of children across Ghana's western border for the children to engage in forced fishing activities in Cote d'Ivoire. Four men believed to be members of the syndicate were arrested last Tuesday as they tried to send some minors across the border at Newtown in the western region for a nine-month fishing expedition in Cote d'Ivoire. About 16 children, some as young as nine years, were last Tuesday rescued from the traffickers after the arrest of the four syndicate members. The children recruited from coastal towns such as Briwa and Apamdugu in the central region were making the journey without the consent of their parents while others had been sold off by their parents mm. for monetary gains. Wow. So more details on page 3 of the Daily Graphic. I could take you to Nigeria. Something interesting is happening. In their universities, ASU is on strike. And there is no headway. Lecturers have damned court order like we see here with UTAG. But still on that page, Aisha Buhari slammed for celebrating daughter-in-law's graduation from UK University amid ASU strike. So while students in Nigeria are home because their lecturers are on strike, their first lady is celebrating her daughter who has graduated from the United Kingdom University and, and the people are upset. So they are roasting their first lady over there. Let me give you uh, a story that we will discuss on the show. But today we are doing a lot of. Today we are doing sports. So uh, let's hit a break for a show. It's Ghana versus Brazil. Uh, Black Stars face Brazil test tonight. That's at six thirty. So we'll be looking at that uh, live commentary. And Gideon Mensah says we are ready for Brazil. This is a friendly game, but. Yeah, the the, the build up to it is more like a World Cup semi-final. So we'll see just how far along the Black Stars have come over discussing okay. what the chances are. All right. Nathan, there's one last story I'm excited about. UNDP launches one million dollars black uh one million dollar black voter forestation project. The details are on page seven of okay. the Ghanaian Times. Yeah. All right, thank you very much, Caleb. Thank you very much. Godfrey, that was the newspaper review. Up next is the City Business News. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
659. Up next is the City Business News. Brought to us by Enterprise. Now, Enterprise is offering several products. They've got Bloom for today's woman. They've got the Family Income Security Plan. And they have the Funeral Finance Plan. If you are interested in any of these, send a WhatsApp message to 0554-001924 or call 0307-084444. Enterprise is your advantage. Do you need to make that urgent call but realize you don't have enough airtime? Well, you can dial star 506 hash and you get to borrow credit on MTN Extra Time. The conversations don't need to end. Borrow extra time and enjoy the things you love on your favorite network, MTN. And the city business is also brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, DM. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Natalie Nettie is here with the latest from the world of business. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life, your advantage and powered by the most compre- comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. To our first story, in tax analyst Francis Timor is optimistic the rollout of the electronic VAT system will help the appropriate authorities accurately audit incomes of businesses in the country. This comes on the back of a recent exercise by the Ghana Revenue Authority to clamp down on business owners who evade taxes. The the e-invoicing system, which will be rolled out from October 1, 2022, is expected to check the the issuance of fake tax certificates and halt illegal activities associated with tax clearance in the country. In a City Business News interview, tax analyst Francis Timoboy noted that the initiative will increase domestic tax mobilization. The EVA system will come and solve some of these fake uh, invoices. You you are no more going to do things manually. That manual green booklet that sellers use is going to fade out systematically. Then the electronic invoicing or the electronic VAT system will, will take place. From now, I know uh, GRA has identified some large institutions they are working with. So by 1st October, they will go live with the, the new system. For those small, small businesses, the GRA still have a system where you don't even need uh, uh, software or an ERP, you can log on to the GRA's own uh, server or system so that you can be issuing your invoices from the GRA system. And when they come for audit, because you are mandated to issue an electronic invoice, they already have the data at the at their end. And so if you bring a manual invoice, they can tell you that this is no more in use. So it's a serious thing that businesses need to take uh, uh, into into consideration that coming coming October, the way we invoice, the way we account for things that we have sold, is going to change because of the new the amendment to the the VAT law. That was a tax analyst, Francis Timor Boy. Economist Professor Lord Manson says President Akufado's call for a reform of the international financial system is likely to be ignored as the world market does not give special treatment to any country. While addressing the UN General Assembly on Tuesday, President Akufado called for a reform saying the world's financial structure is skewed against developing economic nations as against developing nations like Ghana. Speaking to City Business News, Pres- Professor Manson said the international market treats all countries equally if Ghana wants to attract foreign investors, government needs to ensure a resilient economy. There is a market that is open. There's nothing like special treatment. It is a market 
that is a fair ground for everybody. So all participants, all agents are treated equally. And it behoves on the investor to determine, you know, the kind of rate that will be required on a particular country or in a particular firm that intends to raise bond, you know, from this market. So uh, that call, I don't think uh, it is something that the international community will hit to. So effectively, if you want to be a player, make sure that you strategize, make sure that the economy is on good grounds so you can attract rates at a very low, you know, uh, you can attract funds at a very low rate. Professor Lord Mensah is an economist. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic 10 mistakes that could cost you your retirement. We continue to look at 10 common mistakes preventing Ghanaians from enjoying a comfortable retirement. Number one is failing to set a retirement goal with a numerical target. Number two is putting off saving for retirement until later. Number three is not having realistic expectations about retirement expenses. Number four is keeping all your money in a traditional savings account that would stay below inflation. Five is combining your investments for retirement and other purposes in the same account. Number six is having the wrong investment mix because you didn't match your investments to your time horizon and risk tolerance. Mistake number seven is carrying debt into your retirement. You might have incurred debt throughout your working years for reasons like acquiring a home, car, or business. You may have the resources to pay for your debt while working. However, don't make the mistake of thinking you can carry your debt into retirement and keep paying out of your retirement funds. You need to cater for those expenses outside of your retirement money or else it could significantly reduce the length of time your money will last in retirement. Don't let the thought of retirement scare you. Retirement planning is easy with Data Bank. Let's face it together. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life, your advantage, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. I say nobody but da 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 da. Fighting, mommy, what da 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 da. Carry your love like a kaya. Now check a seven, eight, eight after seven. Up next is the City Business Edition. Before we get into that though, experience real-time customer care at your convenience using Vodafone Ghana's digital channels. Now, we have all kinds of amazing channels. You can reach them via the My Vodafone app on Google Play. You can download it from the App Store and the Huawei Gallery. You can visit My Vodafone web on myvodafone.vodafone.com.gh. 
for customer support you can say hello to toby on whatsapp number zero five zero one triple zero three hundred via sms on six five five on facebook messenger you can tweet at ask vodafone gh or send an email to info.gh at vodafone.com vodafone feather together Between now and the end of October, GCB Bank is calling all customers whose accounts have been inactive in the last two years to reactivate the accounts and get exciting rewards. If you reactivate with 100 CDs and above, you get a 50 CD reward at the end of the month. T's and C's apply. Harry, get your account activated and link your Ghana card to that account. Call 0302-681-531 or call 0800-422-422 for more info. GCB Bank PLC, your bank for life. And if you want an easy and convenient life, then you need to be friends with Pokia. Pokia is your virtual assistant from Star Assurance. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and everywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. You can chat with Pokia today on WhatsApp number 0242436160 or dial short code star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Assurance is your solid partner. Up next is the City Business Edition. Now we are having a conversation with CEO of uh, digital marketing firm. Um, okay, today we are talking to Maximus. Maximus Amitogo. We are talking about um, surviving in a highly competitive market, and we'll be focusing on the importance of digitization in sustaining one's business in today's environment that should benefit somebody who's listening out there so let's get into today's serving of the city business edition we are having a conversation with maximus ametogo this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation please wait Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu and thank you for tuning in. And um, today we are continuing from where we left off last week on that interesting topic that we began, which is surviving in a highly competitive market. You know how complex this day's market has become with all the intricacies in there and now the fact that the average entrepreneur's competition goes beyond his locality to the global front now the seamstress who thought that her major competition was probably her colleague seamstress who set up close to her and now the conversation has gone beyond that to now the fact that her competition extends beyond the borders of even the country because now she has to deal with people who are able to buy from say uh, china from the us and the uk conveniently from their phones so it means that things are becoming more complex and how 
confident does one survive stay afloat in such a market last week we brought you conversations with entrepreneurs and some tips they shared on how they were ensuring that they stayed relevant in this very complex market but today we are moving the conversation a bit further we know how critical the digital space plays uh, is to this whole conversation and the fact that you really have to leverage on technology to stay relevant i had a conversation with the ceo of pop out maximus ametogo and he'll be sharing some key insights that would help you as a business to stay relevant stay afloat in this very complex market that everybody is really trying to find their space in as it becomes more and more diverse well listen to my conversation with him tell us about the digital economy what really is it so digital economy can be defined as uh, an economy that is powered by technology so Mm. all the various frames and structures of the economy is powered by digital technologies or solutions right so when we say digital economy that's Mm. what it is an economy that is digital right okay so from governance to business Mm. to how every component or sector of the economy is run Mm -hmm. is powered by a digital solution or an infrastructure a platform interesting your your definition has just got me thinking now we in ghana cannot necessarily say our economy is completely digitized so what are we an in-process digitizing economy or of course, they are. You see, you can rate it as maybe not uh, above average or mm. almost average, mm-hmm. depending on the parameters that you're looking uh, for. Okay. And there are different dimensions of digital economies. Okay. So we are talking 5Gs and the rest, mm. very advanced technology. So okay. when we are talking about that, when we are very primary, you know, below that line. Mm. So we haven't done bad, okay. uh, badly in terms of. Uh, the African ecosystem mm. and okay. all that, but we can do more, we can do better. Mm. And most of us, we've seen the evolution and then the drive yeah. that happened so a decade ago. Mm. And most of those things have, you know, whittled down. Okay. And I think we need some drivers to push us back to that level. We have a lot of people like the IT uh, consortium. Mm. We have been in that space for a very long time, developing mm. uh, great solutions that we can use for business and also for governance. Mm. So I'm excited uh, that Ghana, we are somewhere closer mm-hmm. to where we need to be. Okay. Exactly. And then I'm excited that we have somebody in the vice president driving yeah. the east of right. Yes. <clears throat> it may not all succeed. Of course, Silicon Valley, a lot of companies fail. And some will also what uh, succeed. And bingo, we'll get there. So digital economy, basically, that's a technology-powered economy. Mm. Economy that is very <clears throat> technology-driven. Okay. It's, it's good you mentioned the vice president there because lately his name is synonymous to digitization. We must commend him for the effort he's making there, even though we honestly do have uh, a long way to go. But let me ask you a tough one. On a scale of 1 to 10, right. where would you place Ghana's digital economy? I put Ghana around 5. Okay, at least yeah. we passed. Yeah, 5. We can do way better. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure that we have, we have the 
the abscess, you have the MTNs driving various, you know, uh, components mm. of the uh, digital infrastructure. Mm. You have the abscess building solutions that okay. people can use. They are virtualizing the banking mm. sector and you have the IT consortium also building a mm. lot of solutions that businesses can use. So those are some of the elements that you know, we, we will table charge the mm. digital economy and we have with the government needs to come, come in. I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. later. So I, I think Ghana, we are, we are on, on the right footing, but we need to take longer strides. How much of a role do you think COVID played uh, between 2020 when it broke and now in this whole digital economy conversation? Yeah, so I think COVID came in to head all of us hmm. like like cattle into the <laughs> digital space. Right? Seriously. Everybody was forced. We're, hmm. no, we're doing social distancing. We're not meeting physically. So it was very, very uh, timely. A lot of things were done also online. Small businesses were selling products to people. Hmm. Delivery companies were making deliveries via yeah. WhatsApp. You know, there was, there's a model that I have, I have noticed in Ghana. Hmm. A convergence of social media, mobile money, and delivery. Mm. So I have a small shop. I'm selling a shoe or bag. So I'm on Instagram or Facebook. You want to buy the shoe or the bag? You send me a message, and I give you my WhatsApp number. Then <coughs> transact. You know the business, and I tell you, okay, pay via mobile money. And then when you pay via mobile money, I get a delivery person to deliver the product to you. Mm. I don't need an e-commerce website. The social media platform. It's enough to drive that. So that's a mix of social, mobile mm. money, and delivery. Okay. And that's what is driving uh, commerce. So COVID pushed that us, us, us to that particular space. Mm. And from the last check, we had almost close to 600,000 more people joining the, the internet. Now we have about 16.99 million Ghanaians on mm. the internet, 8.8 mm. 8 million on social media alone. <laughs> I see. So you can see what uh, COVID has contributed uh, to that digital economy and mm. pushing a lot more users into that space. So, so at least we can say COVID hasn't been entirely uh, evil or bad. At least it, it has come with its own positives. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Disruptions can be natural <clears throat> and it can also be uh, technology or industry driven. Mm. Right. So. Since COVID came, of course, people started moving online, doing a lot of stuff. Mm. People started their YouTube channels, TikTok channels, yeah. making hundreds and thousands of money. From uh, their rooms? Yes, from their rooms. Yeah. You know, so it, disruption happens, either industry-driven uh, disruption mm. or nature can push us into that space. But you know, sometimes some habits are learned under the circumstance, but it doesn't necessarily become a habit. Now that there's been an easing of restrictions, <clears throat> hotels and restaurants are now open in full capacity. Businesses are operating almost as normally as they used to before COVID broke. Don't you think some of these uh, new digital habits we may have adopted could uh, win off at some point? It will. You know, the, there's a huge band of, of utility value for digital solutions, <laughs> right? So for, for the restaurants, for example... I can check their menu online. Mm. I can place an order and they can deliver it to me. Yeah. Using technology, you open mm. up the whole restaurant mm. to everybody within your region, yeah. your locality. So your restaurant is no more the 80 seats or the 20 seats you mm. have. 
Now you have the whole Accra to serve, or the whole of Kumasi to serve, or the whole of Ghana to serve. Wow. Right? Technology gives you that. It opens mm. you up to scale. Mm. So we need to understand that. So uh, they're checking the menu, placing the order, making online mm. payment, and then the Uber person or the person who's coming to make delivery also yeah. use technology. You WhatsApp me your location or WhatsApp you my location. Mm. If I have a Ghana Post GPS, I send you the address. You deliver the thing to my office or home directly. And it's all technology powered. So it's not just the physical interactions that technology will, mm. in a way, uh, deny us of. But there are other elements of the same, you know, uh, situation that technology can power. That's true. I know for me, one of uh, the high points for me is the convenience. I, I don't have the patience to wait in a queue for my food. I'd rather be in my home, order and have it delivered to me. But then I'm curious though, would, do you think this whole digital economy would at some point replace brick and mortar businesses? Entirely? It's, it's not at some point. It's doing it, right? I, remember I did an article uh, some time back in the graphic business. Okay right about re, uh, reconstructing the banking sector mm-hmm. i talked about the fact that even the banking sector mm-hmm. you're going to have a, solu- a, a, a situation whereby you're not just moving from the cash lights mm-hmm. to the cashless mm-hmm. and then to mobile money becoming you know your mobile phone becoming your bank actually mm-hmm. right very soon branchless banking will move into bankless banking <laughs> right so then Bank of Ghana introduced ECD. Okay, yeah. Now, a lot of things are going to come from the Bank of Ghana to the point that retail banking or even transactions will terminate at Bank of Ghana infrastructure. Nobody interfering. That is where technology is going to head to. Mm. So the banks should be a bit afraid, right? <laughs> so that, that's what I... That's like four years ago, an article I wrote about mm. that. So a lot of... Businesses, which is one of the key elements, will be digitally transformed and products are going to lose their uh, tangibility mm. to become intangible products, right? So video cassettes to, you know, VHS yeah. to CDs, DVDs, yeah. you know, now Blu-ray Netflix, <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray, and yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Everything is on YouTube. You can watch whatever you want mm. to watch. Netflix as and when you want mm. you have your own shadow now a lot of the other cable TVs they are also going digital mm. so you can watch on your mobile phone your tablet or your smart TV yeah right so the same thing that the traditional stuff now a taxi driver doesn't need to you know roam around burning fuel mm. looking for passengers now a, a passenger can hail a taxi yeah. to whichever location and then the taxi knows already where they are going and the, th- mm. the software has already calculated yeah. how much they are going to charge everybody is in the known so you are not going to bargain again mm. right so those are the things now a textbook online can serve 5 million people instead of printing 5 million textbooks and distributing them mm. one textbook can serve 5 million people so the reverse is happening and every sector now drones are taking pictures analyzing pictures of mm of farms and telling you where part which part of the farm can give you a better yield mm. and then the 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 crop conditions right yeah all those things are happening right here in ghana now you can fly medicine 
um, blood to people within a, a parameters of eight <coughs> kilometers with a zip line. Yeah, you have e pharmacy and the rest happening. Mm. So almost every sector is being formatted by technology. So businesses need to rethink how they deliver their products to you. Now I can I listen to CTU on tuning, right? Mm. So I don't need to have a radio set, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you call a, a, a signal translator mm. to, to listen to you. Yeah. I can listen to tuning anywhere in the world. Yeah. So that is a scalability of technology. The world becomes your market. Exactly. So from banking to education, people did a lot of online learning during the COVID period. They were not going to school. Almost every student was forced to, to learn online using zoom and the rest yeah. okay so those are the things that COVID did and digital transformation drives uh, the uh, digital economy and we'll look at that the businesses as the core element of of digital economy if we don't have hotels transportation companies schools churches doing live streaming mm. radio now you are doing a lot of content yeah than just what you are broadcasting you are showing your faces you are interacting mm. with your audience across various social media platforms those are all part of the drivers of the digital economy when you ask people to send a whatsapp or you ask people to send a tweet and the rest you are building a culture into the people so they become digital natives so you are not just engaging your audience yeah. but you are doing bigger things than than that interesting so what do brick and mortar businesses have to do to stay relevant and their employees too? What is next for them? Yeah, so of course, digital economy counts with the other side effect of it. Mm. So that's the negative to those who are going to be the losers. Yeah. Right. So if your industry is being transformed or being formatted with technology, you're an accountant, you have you know, you, you you have all these courses and <coughs> uh, certifications up your sleeve and there's a software comes. They're going to automate that process. Mm. Marketing is being automated too as well. So you have AIs acting like business executives. Yeah. Right. So based on my profile content, Facebook can suggest products to me and I'm most likely going to buy that product. I'm most likely going to love that product mm. and also make a purchasing decision. Right. So... The brick and mortar, apart from I'm sure Banku and the fufu and the mm. food that we are going to eat, right? Yeah. And of course, it's been uh, you can do t uh, 3D printing of food now. So even the recipes you can send to somebody and uh, uh, how do you call it? A machine can prepare the food. It's going to come. Whoa. Oh, they are printing food. They are printing meat and the rest. <laughs> so <clears throat> anything that uh, is tangible yeah. will be virtualized almost anything the technology to do that is not yet there but we have seen gl glimpses of that mm -hmm. in different sectors nobody thought electric cars will be in the system will be hip and they will mm. be nice tesla came and disrupted that speed right amazon typical amazon bookshop and then evolve into an online uh, business platform now you can walk, they have a physical shop now where you walk into the shop, just scan with your phone and yeah. walk out, buy whatever you want to go and you just go. Without even an assignment. Yes. No, no checkout. So if you're a company, you mm. develop the best checkout software, mm. you are a, a lady or a guy who is very jovial <coughs> and is appropriate for a customer service personnel yeah. in a shop, your job is already gone. Right? So 
every you have to look at the the solutions or that i offer as a business yeah. what will kill it or what will make it better mm. so you have to think about how you inculcate the 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 spirit of innovation into your workers mm. so that they can come up with ideas as to how you can reformat either your processes or the products that mm. you are offering so you can stay relevant and become a market leader or a market player mm. you don't need to always be the first but you must stay relevant yeah so if you are selling watch in some corner mm. right somebody can be selling watch five kilometers away mm. and because of technology can get all your customers going online and buying the watch and deliveries will be made to their homes mm. and then you'll still be there waiting for queues in front of you which means right? exactly restaurants and all, the, all those other uh, <coughs> services education how do you make sure that you can digitalize your your school so yeah. that those who can't come to school can go online and then attend the school people outside ghana want to have a feel of the ghana ghana education yeah. so can they continue instead of going to pay thousands of dollars outside how do you also digitalize that platform how do we make sure that the children who stay who school under trees yeah how do you put a tv there so that teacher in accra can give them the same quality education via the tv channel yeah right how do you make sure that maybe some of the tv stations have learning platforms mm. so that wherever their coverage touches <coughs> around the country they can broadcast educational content to those people so look at how relevant your product will be in some a decade look at the trends within that space will you be relevant in five years in ten years your competitors may not even be the people within the same industry right i remember some of the one of the fmcgs did a, a, a research to find out why people are not buying soaps and then toothpaste <coughs> then they realized people were spending more money on data than <laughs> buying you know wow. toothpaste and soap so he thought your competitor was another soap seller mm. or toothpaste seller mm. <laughs> it's a telecom company eating to your budget <laughs> wow so you must rethink mm. the services i'm offering how do i digitalize it how can technology drive or empower me to sell more product and reach more people or enhance my processes so those are the things that you need to think about as a brick and mortar mm. a company very interesting especially when you talk about the education but even we here at ctfm we have a show that we put together during the covid times yes. for students class right. where they get to learn various topics exactly. so even though they weren't going to the classroom they still were missing out exactly and, uh, getting themselves educated but you know when you speak about how important this whole digital economy has become i once saw an artwork on social media that really drummed at home yeah uh, there was a picture of a helicopter with a pilot and his co-pilot and then a cameraman and then the, under that picture is a drone which uh the artwork said had replaced the jobs of all the three people there so right. um clearly there are some downsides to this whole digitization conversation what would you say to people who say it is evil because it's costing them their jobs no you see technology is neutral is it <laughs> that is it it's like somebody who can use stones to break coconut mm -hmm. and then you have a knife to do it and he said oh that is is going to uh, spoil your job because of that mm. technology whether you like it or not in fact it doesn't need your permission okay so long as people are innovating mm. they are coming for your job wow 
so long as innovation is happening, your job is on the line. Mm. So people become jobless. Mm. It's going to happen. That is obvious. Technology is advancing. So we are not going to use brick and mortar again. There are people with hectares of farmlands and there are only three people manning it because the rest are robots. Yeah. But there are still others are doing other stuff. So why can't you also get the same opportunity? So for somebody who is skilled, Mm. According to a report that I, I read, digital skills, in the next three years, 6.5 million people with digital skills will be needed in the labor force. Wow. See, so yeah, digital marketing, analytics, data science, cyber security, and the rest. So those are the things you should be thinking. If I'm a worker, how do I improve my digital skills? Right? So stay relevant. Because if the company is going to sack people, they'll look at digital skills mm. first before traditional skills. Okay. Because if you're an accountant, you don't understand software. And they bring a software, accounting software, that you need to customize hmm. for the business. Since you are already an employee and you understand the workings of the company, how accounting is done within that space, with your digital skills, you can easily customize it. The person, the accountant who doesn't have that skill hmm. is sacked automatically. Yeah, but this one that you are talking about, people losing relevance, it's, it's a bit scary, especially for the number of graduates <laughs> who are coming into the system. Some are reading accounting and finance, some are reading theater arts. So that's something we should all go and study IT-related no, stuff. We need to graduate from traditional thinking into hmm. the digital space. So if you are somebody who did music in school, for example... Hmm. You already have the knowledge and insight. How do you use technology to format that? Do you build a blog where you talk about music? Do you build a blog to talk about entertainment in the music space? Or do you come up with a channel like uh, Apple Music for traditional music? You mm. can still do the same thing, but you have the skills. The AI doesn't think like that. Mm. But with your traditional skills, you can use technology to, you know, make it more, uh, give it more economic value. Mm. Right, you did accounting. Go and learn the software development, and then you can even build uh, accounting software. So you're basically saying that at this point, having some IT-related skill is a must. It's, it's a must. Digital skill is key, and it's part of creativity. In fact, the future of work requires digital skills. Hmm. This is very, very interesting. You know, it's good and scary at the same time because <laughs> at one leg, it's creating opportunities. At another end, it's sort of closing doors to other opportunities. But then one part about this whole digital conversation that fascinates me is the enabling environment it creates for entrepreneurs. Exactly. There's thousands of opportunities there, right? Yep. If I'm a, I sell phones, for example, I can go and create a Facebook page, which is free. And then spend some 10 CDs or maybe 100 CDs to mm. be boosting it. And mm. I'll be selling the phones online. Mm -hmm. And I can have my shop in my house instead of renting a shop. Seriously. Right. So that is what technology is doing. Mm. Touching almost everything yeah. and formatting them. So if you don't understand and appreciate that, you are going to lose out. Mm. Now, when, in the digital uh, report, uh, 2022 digital report on Ghana, Electronic gadgets was the number one, like the most, mm. uh, the, the, the commodity that people spend a lot of money on buying online, mm. electronic gadgets, almost $340 million spent wow. on that. So you can, if, if you are selling 
mobile phones, accessories, and the rest. Mm -hmm. That is a huge market for you to go at. So yeah. don't think, oh, I don't have a shop in Makola, or I don't have a shop at Osu, so I can't run that business. Mm. You can have your shop in some corner somewhere yeah. and run the thing cost-effectively. In your bedroom. And you, your bedroom, yeah. and you compete with all the big guys, and nobody <laughs> knows. Yeah. If I order something on Amazon, I don't know who the vendor is. Mm. You can see the name, I don't know their location. <coughs> I get the thing right to me in Ghana. So you can do the same thing. You know, I went, there's this shop that's so active on social media. Eh? If you see how much they post, you think they own a certain big warehouse. warehouse. <laughs> the first day I went is La Paz. It's a small form. I, oh, I couldn't. So that, that is the power, the power of the uh, uh, technology, yeah. right? So somebody, small businesses can scale quickly hmm. at a very low cost and they will grow quickly. So, if you are waiting for capital to start your business, Facebook is there. Mm. And for example, if I'm, I'm in a, in a locality, I'm yeah. a graduate, I don't mm. have a job. I can say, okay, around CTFM, which shops do you have around? Mm. Saloons, churches, schools. Mm. Why don't I put them on Google Maps or mm. uh, Google My Business or okay. social media mm -hmm. and be collecting 50 CDs a month per person and manage wow. the accounts for them? Wow. That is free digital skills mm. Mm. and you don't need any capital. That's true. To do that. So technology, you know, uh, how do, that's, that's not, uh, discriminate in terms okay. of opportunities that mm. you have. If you have the skills, the opportunity is automatic, mm. but you must hone your skills to be able to, to get that opportunity. You know, one beautiful part of all this whole digital conversation is or even from the, from the side of the consumer is the availability of information and data. You know, you go to some of these, uh, online retail platform and you see feedbacks on the 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 the, the business the business where yes. you can tell whether to or not to do business with them but you know on the other side too, you may have wrong information posted there just to deliberately sabotage people so clearly then there is a downside to this whole digital conversation of course it? that's why moderation is important you the person who owns a business you must have a real-time eye mm. on your business mm. if somebody gives you feedback you have also you are supposed to also respond not leave it there Right, somebody gives you feedback and then you don't comment. Then other people see the feedback yeah. is negative and then it's a, it's will work against you, mm. right? And of course, the platforms allow you to also delete comments which are not true. So <laughs> that's that's allows you to do that. Mm. If somebody is trying to defame you, a competitor is sending yeah. somebody to do that, you can equally delete the comment, but make sure you engage the person. Mm. Some of a lot of the account you realize either the name is fake, there's no profile picture, mm. you know, they just use some accounts to create it to just come and you know destroy your image as a company. You should be able to know all that. And companies should start thinking mm. that online is 24 hours. Yeah. It's not like a front desk where the person goes if I have to uh, what do you call it, eight to five. Eight to five, yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 real time. So mm. you need to have people online monitoring your social media platforms and your website across board government and all the businesses all right thank you so much mr maximus and metal md of pop out i really enjoyed this conversation i wish we had more time to go right. in further well so that was my interview with maximus and metal the ceo of pop out a digital company i hope you learned a thing or two on how you can leverage on technology to take advantage or to cause your business to progress and survive in this highly complex and competitive market. Um, we're looking forward to hearing from you some of the things you learned and how it has helped your operations. Well, that'll be all for today's edition 
of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to meet you at this year's City Business Olympics happening at the Eden Heights Sports Complex this Saturday. I hope you have your sports gear ready and it'll be really fun to meet you and interact with you. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the event. So catch you on Saturday. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you again for tuning in. Let's connect on Twitter at mobudu. Catch you same time next week. Stay safe, stay informed and it's bye-bye from here. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Me, please don't stop. I'm a demon that you need a sub. I'ma give you all you need full stop. Are you here to stop me? Can rap, pop, pop, pop. Say, I mean, don't get shy. Number one, I give you full pressure. Every me, I make them kill your shy. Everybody wanna be on my side. Hey, sorry, please leave my side, man. Phone don't stop ringing, yang, yang. Now my friends are banging, yang, yang. Money calling my phone like I'm banking, king, 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 king. No be joke, I mean, every making everything possible. Got my swag on, thinking, thinking. This a good day, ten, 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 ten. All night, all night, all day, chilling, ten, ten. Don't try me, start ten, 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 ten. It's a Friday night, oh, eh. When we drop in this party, people got your eyes all on me. Stepping at the yard, oh, you fall for me. Everybody's watching, move, eh. Looking fresh and cutie, people got your eyes on me. Let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me It's a Friday night, oh, hooray When we drop in this party, people got your eyes on Let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me Everybody's watching movie Looking fresh and cute, people got your eyes on Let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me so my swag don't need no person, I don't need no questions, I don't need no, I don't need no rub, so please move. I'm looking fresh, fresh, got my stacks on deck, deck. I'm a fashionista, got my Casablanca t-shirt. Phone don't stop ringing, yang, yang, now my friends are banging, yang, yang, money calling my phone like I'm banking, thinking, thinking, no be joke, I mean, never making everything possible, got my swag on, thinking, thinking, this a good day, ten, 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 all night, all night, all day, chilling, ten, ten, don't try me, start, ten, 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 it's a Friday night, oh, eh, when we drop in this party, people got your eyes all on me, stepping out the yard, oh, you fall for me, everybody's watching movie, looking fresh and cute, people got your eyes on me, let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me It's a Friday night, oh, hooray When we drop in this party, people got your eyes on Let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me Everybody's watching movie Looking fresh and cute, people got your eyes on Let me step in at the yard, oh, you fuck for me Yeah, 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 yeah,
and my friends are banging and money calling my phone like I'm banking. King, 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 no be joke. I'm a minute after eight. I'm give you your name for this. Is still the city breakfast show, sounds of last mid Friday night. Before pressure, every minute I make them kill your child. Everybody wanna be on my side. Hey, sorry, please leave my side. Earlier, you heard kickoff, Fondo. rap of the latest from the world of sport. Brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records? Remember that as a director from the Bank of Ghana, you need to update your records with Lecheho. Remember to update your records using the Ghana card, which is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. You can send a message to 0574 065958 or 0302 208 triple three. Now, do you want the respect, acknowledgement, and opportunities that come with being ranked among Ghana's top businesses? Well, there's great news for you. The prestigious Ghana Club 100 is back again and is currently open for entries now all you have to do is visit gipc.gov.gh slash blog and fill out an application form and the deadline for submission has been extended to the 30th of september 30th of september so go on visit gipc.gov.gh and then see how you can apply and drop your name into the list that could potentially or the list that will become the Ghana Club 100. Now, for more info on the event, now the awards is happening on the 14th of October. So, you need to work on your submissions very quickly. You can call GIPC on 0244 or 0544 or send an email to pr.gipc.gov.gh. Do you care about your engine? Whatever you drive, whatever the conditions, we have the right motor oil just for your vehicle. At the heart of every performing and long-lasting engine, uh, there's a Shell motor oil. So visit any Shell station and choose from our complete range of products and enjoy the benefits of additional checks on your vehicle for free. Shell lubricants designed for ultimate engine performance. Cause 
Six after eight. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Send us your messages on 0549986996. Today we'll be talking some football. Well, a lot of it really. Because it's good. Every Ghanaian loves that game. I don't know why Ghana people will like playing Brazil like that. I don't get it. Anyway, happy birthday to Mrs. Joyce Ochiasedu of the Evangel Assemblies of God Church in Adabraka. Wishing you more of God's blessings. That's the message coming in from Abna. This one says, today happens to be the birthday of the twin of Mr. Jacob Kwame Tiga. Oh, Mr. T's twin. Mr. T used to be our former driver. He's a hard guy, Charlie. Uh, Prince and Priscilla. Okay, his twin children, I think. His twin children, Prince and Priscilla. Wishing them good health and success in life. So later tonight at 6 30 at the Stat Lucien in Le Havre, Ghana will face Brazil as part of uh, tune-ups or preps for the World Cup. Now, the Black Stars will play a couple of games. So, they have Brazil tonight. They've got Nicaragua on Monday. Along the line, they play Switzerland. And I read quotes attributed to Henry Asante Chum, who is the comms person for the GFA. He says they'll play another game before the World Cup starts in November. So, uh, the preps of the World Cup have essentially uh, begun. Godfrey, it looks like from today is World Cup mood. Yeah, it is by Charlie. Abeku, Abeku, you have to drop soldier. No, 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 no. You have to drop it before. It's, 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 it's how we are building up for the game. For the game right? Drop me soldier. Okay, no problem. So soldier coming right up. Yeah, that's how Ghanaians are feeling before this game. Ah, uh, yeah. Da 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 da. My mystery box is somewhere very near. I feel it inside me. I'm feeling very weird. Something where I did taste for years back in the days. If you told me I would see this flag waving, I won't believe you. Oh yes, black stars waving. No, no, no. Cause how far could I? Oh yeah, black stars. Nobody thought we'd get here. 
I'm too close, I can feel it. Something is close to the World Cup. It's vibrating. It's vibrating. <sighs> yeah, we've been, we are anxious. We've gone through it. Inferiority faces, Charlie. Ah. It's killed us, Ghana Blasters, many years. Oh, yeah, it's beating fast. A few more hours for a friendly game, but still. Oh, soldier, 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 soldier. Stand and beat your chest. Did it come? Did it come? Did it come? No, me, them catch you off guard. Don't let them catch your skin. No. Hmm. Oh, soldier, 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 soldier. Brazil, you lie. You can't cut us off guard. No, me, them catch you off guard. Don't let them Jam or they kill me, and I don't feel okay. okay. My heart is beating okay. so fast, so, so fast, you so, so fast. Okay. Okay. Oh, soldier, 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 stand and beat your chest. Did it come? Did it come? Did it come? No matter what, don't let them touch us. You know, ah, our soldier, 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 stand and beat your chest. Did it come? Did it come? Did it come? No matter what, catch you up. Black Stars, as you line up, no, this song should be playing. They should play to the dressing room today. You see, today I like international friendlies. Uh, I normally don't get excited by international <laughs> friends, but I'm excited by this one. Okay. Yeah, we haven't had a build up like this to a World Cup in a while, especially because the last World Cup we had was in. 2014, 2014 and we were horrible at that world cup i was there yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know all, all the incidents that happened and so here we are qualified for one with an opportunity to announce our presence against a team a country that we've kind of styled ourselves like for a very long time you know the brazil of africa i think it's something we need to move away from because our style is classically different these days but i understand it's uh, basically a move to talk about our quality. We feel that we are at their level. Ghana playing the number one team in the world now, even though they are not world champions, but by ranking the number one team, a team that has is made up of some of the best names out there, best known names out there. So I can understand the build-up where people are like, okay, let's see what this team is made up of. And it's also based on the fact that there are quite a few players who are in really good form. We haven't also had that in a while, Danny. Going mm-hmm. into a major tournament where we've had quite a few, not a lot, but quite a few players in really, really decent form. And Ghanaians want to see. We also have quite a few exciting new names mm-hmm. that Ghanaians want to see. We might not see them today, perhaps against Nicaragua, but Ghanaians are excited, you know? So you, you can't really blame the feeling <laughs> of like people having this feeling like, okay, it's a friendly, but. There's a bit at stake yeah. for people, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I am just very... Those are my initial thoughts on this game today. Danny K, for instance, has told me he doesn't place too much premium on this. He's looking more at the Switzerland game uh, as 
a okay. tactical markup for okay. the World Cup because it's very close to the World Cup. But for me, this is what I make of today. I don't know what Danny K thinks. Danny, why, why, why aren't you placing a lot on, on today's game? Um, because a lot can change after today. A I lot. Um, there's, what, two months and then there's a whole international, not necessarily a FIFA international break, but the days leading to the World Cup, quite a number of countries are also playing friendly matches. As you said, um, Henry Asante Trim says Ghana may play an additional friendly um, to the Switzerland one uh, in November. So that could be two friendlies just before the World Cup. And I think playing a friendly game a couple of days before the World Cup will give you a proper assessment of where the team is at the moment. As it stands, um, remember the European seasons are still ongoing. Uh, players, the final squads are not yet out. So in as much as players are fighting for their places, the more guaranteed members will also not necessarily want to overexert themselves and risk injury at this point in time. So um, there are a lot of factors that... Um, Yes, I, it, it's Ghana versus Brazil. It's a big deal. You can, you, it will give you a certain level of... Um, it will open your mind to see some things in both teams and where they are. But I don't think it will be as, as important as um, the one just a couple of days to, to the Walker. Because know that by the time we are facing Switzerland, the 26-man squad would already have been named. The players who will be playing, we know that are certainly going to the Walker. Mm-hmm. And that will give you a, a proper assessment of the team. As it stands... We don't know who is going. Yes, we know that by injuries, some certain players will mm-hmm. go, but some, we don't yeah, know yet. Some, some will go. The, the entire uh, member of, members of the 26-month squad. So it's interesting. Yes, we are facing the number one team in the world in Brazil. Um, we've not had... I don't think we've had a, such a high-profile friendly like this in, a, in yes, quite a long that time. that is true. And um, the mood around the Black Stars is also, is also very positive. As Godfrey was saying, the new boys coming in, the excitement around them... Um, the players who are on form, like Kudus, you saw Pate come back just a week ago, the sort of football that he played. So, um, Ghanaians are excited to see this. I'm, I'm also excited to see this, but I'm saying I'm not placing too much premium on, okay. this, on this Brazil game. But there's, you know, there's, there's also a, a risk factor in here. The whole feel-good element around the team so close to the World Cup could be washed away if you don't yeah, get the kind yeah, of result. Yeah. Like, you, you can have a result where, you know, okay, it was close, we played well. And then you can have a result where they just simply blow you away and you're like, okay. So that, that's the risk. But then it could go either way as well because Brazil also seems to have a good, a feel good factor in their camp. Yes. We could also blow them away and yes. they go like, okay, perhaps we need to tighten things up a bit. So either way, there's pressure on, mm-hmm. on both sides. Um, but I, I, I look at the, the, the squad that has put together and that's where I guess the conversations that's where the controversy has been consistent <laughs> yeah. as to who you know who's, who's in the in, squad and who's, who's playing uh, who, uh how do we play them my, my first thoughts i will start on the composition of the squad because a lot otoado did a press it was yesterday otoado did a presser yeah. right and by and large people are okay with the squad mm-hmm. but of course we've had people express uh some concern about maybe the absence of like uh, Joseph Payne so who else have they expressed concern Jeffrey Schlopp Jeffrey Jeffrey Schlopp Schlopp, you know the thing about my estimation okay in my experience as well the thing about calling up a national squad if you were to call it based on just form coaches would simply run an algorithm put uh, what they need in there and it will give them the best players. They'll run the same algorithm and it will name a starting 11. But it doesn't work like that, does it? But it seems like most of the time our analysis is based on, okay, th- this is what the data says. So this player is better than this player based on this. 
if we are to look at the data purely, Antoine Semenyon is Ghana's best striker. He should start today. But would you start Antoine Semenyon today <laughs> if you were a coach? That's, that's the, the, you, you need to look at those things. Okay, so it's the data matters, yes. But in a national team setup, the composition is such that a lot of angles and a lot of concerns have to be considered in order to put a squad together that is the larger squad and then in naming a team that's one thing we must understand mm. so people are upset by joseph painso not making the squad he's in incredible form you you you, you have to be mad to overlook mm. it and yesterday uh otado's comments about others are ahead of him triggered a lot of people they're like I, I, how what do you mean by a free is ahead of him a free abani plays a crowd of folk what's that what's done to you know what's Isaac Fatal done? He yeah. barely gets games, okay. Uh, with sporting, sporting club, yeah, yeah. Sporting so what's he club. doing there? Pencil has scored what six? Six goals, I think. Four, four, four assists. He's had ten goal involvements so far, which is really really high. But if you look at where Otto also come from, he says he wanted to see him in Japan during the Kirin mm-hmm. Cup. At the time we were playing the Kirin Cup, Joseph Pencil's form was piss poor. He had not convinced. Mm-hmm. The week prior, he had been given a chance to start against Central African Republic. He was horrible in that game. Anybody who watched that game will remember. So, in Otuado's estimation, the Kirin Cup was an opportunity to come for the player to come and show him what he's capable of. Somebody will say, yeah, well, it's a friendly game. He didn't need to come and show you anything. That is what the coach wanted. Perhaps it, would have, it was the environment. He wanted to see how he would operate in, in a squad. It's not just about what the output he'll give you on the pitch, but what he can get from him. Mm. Okay, so come. The player made excuses for him, like, I have to be somewhere, do this. It's well and good. It's his right to. The coach accepted it and decided that, okay, those who showed up showed me what I wanted to see. So I'll stick with some of those. Not everybody went to Japan was a pick up. But he simply believes that he saw what he wanted to see from some of those who showed up in Japan. Not necessarily quality on the pitch, but I wanted to look at other things. Other things, perhaps, that augment mm-hmm. a squad. Yeah. It's not just the talent, as I already indicated. So, I guess I can see... And he hasn't really closed the door on pain, so he might make the World Cup squad if this hot streak of his continues. So, as I'm saying, you need to look at all those things. But in terms of what I'm expecting to see on the pitch today, I'm not expecting most of the new boys to start. Okay. Yeah, I'm not expecting most of the new boys to start. I, I, I expect to see Wala Kotin go. I think I will see, we will see Amati Jiku. I don't expect us to see Salisu yet. I think we might see Salisu against Nicaragua. Okay. And I'll explain. I expect to see if Otto is the Otto that I've come to know. He will go with the old boys. You know why? Because against Brazil, you don't want to put together a team that is trying to figure itself out. It's not that kind of game. If you look at the Brazil team, it's a team that is very familiar with itself. Yeah. It might not have... You know, this is not the era of Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, yeah, but, the point, you know, but the point is they have enough quality and they are familiar with each other. Most of them would have played quite a few games, the exception of maybe Rafinha coming in recently. But even that, he's, he's been, been around, he's been around in team, and around yes, the team yes. for the past year and a half or so. from like 2019. Yes, yes, in and around the squad for a while now. So it's a unit that knows itself. Yeah. Okay, so they could play each other with their eyes closed, whether positively or negatively. They know. Most of the boys, Salisu, this is his first camp. Mm-hmm. Konigsdorfer, first camp. 
Inyaki Williams. Williams first camp. Tariq Lamptey first camp. Okay. These are the names Ghanaians are excited about, yeah. but this is their first camp. They've been in, they've been part of the unit for four days. Would you throw them in the deep end, even in a friendly against Brazil? You may not. I mean, they have the quality, but that's the point I'm making about if it was simply a matter of just putting informed players together and putting them on the pitch, you would expect to see them on the pitch. Yeah. But by the time they end up figuring each other out on the pitch, you might be down 5-0. <laughs> you have quality on the pitch, but it's about the figuring out process. So for me, today against Brazil, I'm expecting a lot of the old heads to start and then see gradual introductions for some of the new names in some of the positions and then see full debuts, uh, not full debuts, full competitive appearances for some of them in the game against Nicaragua. So th- that is my expectation for how I expect us to start today. Those are my those are my thoughts. And yes, I I expect to see Andrea you start. I will expect <laughs> to see Jordan are you start. I expect to see the issue is where and I think maybe you might get us to that the Kudus Andrea you, you cannot yeah, drop our We'll get to that. Who, 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 but for me I expect the old has to start. Dana, do, do you share do you share that opinion that a lot of people should not expect to see a lot of the new guys just yet? They may get a few minutes here and there, but as to making a full start today, you don't do you think it's likely or unlikely? I, I, I agree with Goffred and um, mainly because of a point he made earlier about the fact that um the team could also easily get a reality check if they go back, if they go into this game and they lose heavily. And I think that's also one thing that the coaches are looking at. In as much as we want to prepare ourselves very well for the World Cup, you don't want to quickly destroy the the, the goodwill and the, the positive vibes in the camp by going into the Brazil game and getting disgraced. And one of... If there's anything that could, could, could account for that, will be thrown in a very inexperienced team. Because we've, we've seen it before. International football is not like club football. Um, in club football, although a player may be playing his competitive debut in the first game of the season, he's probably been in pre-season for how many? Like two months before that. Mm-hmm. This is just four days. So yes, the new guys are still figuring themselves out. Um, the integration, and they've not yet gelled yet as a team. And it will be unfair for me to for a head coach to throw them into a friend. If we're playing Nicaragua first, I'll, I'll, I'll not mind at all. Yeah. If we're playing Nicaragua first and then Brazil on Tuesday, they may, they may throw in the new guys in. And then if, based on their performances, throw, yeah, they start them again against Brazil. But it's the other way around. And um, balance is also very important. As I've said, once you, there's one thing talking to a player from a distance and training with them in person and seeing how they do or how they fare with, with, with the, the other components of the squad. So um, I agree with Goffred. I feel like go with the experience heads first. The guys who know and understand the, the job at hand already um, and then slowly integrate the, the rest of the guys. And it's today's, as I said, I'm not placing too much premium on today's game and the result also. It's not about going, into, going against Brazil and beating them. If we beat Brazil 3-0 today, and we go against Switzerland, they will lose 2-0. It's back to square one. And so it's it's about how you play, how you win or how you lose. The, the performance on the pitch is not necessarily the result. So let's give our, ourselves the best possible chance in today's game. And that is for me, by going with the experienced guys first. Um, make it a very balanced setup. Don't go out and be overexcited. Because in our last previous games against Brazil, we've got a red card in each and every one of them. That's the last three. And it, it tells you that when 
there's a tendency to get overexcited Excited, and yeah. yes when you when you face a powerhouse like Brazil everybody wants to prove but when you have guys who have been in this situation for so long they've seen the big stage they are not faced by Neymar or Vinicius Junior or what. in fact Vinicius Junior will be looking at party and saying wow this guy is bigger than me that's facts so look that 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 is the importance of having experience in the team and I feel like um I, exactly, like Gogo first said, I will not be surprised if we see the same old starting lineup mm. again in today's game. Maybe after 60 minutes, depending on the results, then you can throw in one or two players. For, for Otwado, what should be, what should be the major thing he takes away from from today's game? Because I have people who will be. People tell me, look, I'll be scandalized if Ghana loses to Brazil. And I tell oh, them, uh, you don't have to be scandalized if Ghana loses. People, take, uh, people, 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 people tend to take our football a bit too serious. <laughs> people need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. You know, a result is a result. You 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 take what you want from it, and then um, you move on from there. But in terms of takeaways yes. for Otuado, I think he'll be, he'll be looking at the team's ability to respond to his tactics. Yeah. Uh, tactical discipline in the World Cup is crucial. It's one of the main things that wins World Cups. And it's the reason why very few countries have won the World Cup. Because those teams understand they need to stay disciplined. They might have a very ridiculously talented batch of players, but you would realize that somebody who you know can take on the entire pack in a dribble, passes the ball once and moves away. During a tournament, you're like, ah, what is this guy doing? He can dribble everybody. Why is he just passing? But to win a tournament, you have to sacrifice aspects of your game. And that is what Otoado will be looking at. If you look at the way he's tried to coach this team, he's tried to, uh, you know, stamp his style on them. The Mm. back three, build from the back, try and keep the ball, remain tactically flexible, very hard to break Down. down, which is essential for him. Brazil is the ultimate test in remaining resolute at this point. They will test you in different ways. There are different things that they can do. So, Otado, I think, will be looking at his team's ability to just stick to instructions, first of all. Can you play according to instructions? Do not deviate from the script simply because... uh, Danny K made a very interesting point about we getting red cards. And it comes around being, okay, they are beating us. They are dribbling us too much. If he's dribbling, let him dribble you. Has he scored? No. That's the most important thing. Are they possessing the ball too much? Possession is 80-20. We are getting embarrassed. Have they scored? No. So those are the mm. kind of things that, as a coach, Otoado will be looking out for because those are the things that separate the boys from the men during the World Cup. We all talk about how France won the last World Cup. They sacrificed team skill, like individual skill, for teamwork. And they got what they wanted. That's people to oh, the Pogba of France is very different from the Pogba at club football. Or this player at club football. Yeah, that is what it is. You know, so you have to be able to sacrifice certain elements of your game. So uh for Otado, I think that will be something that he will look at. Uh how does this team respond to my tactical instruction and how are they able to keep that discipline over the course of a game? Then mm. you know, we're talking about the feel good factor around the team they're looking good players are looking in form at which point I, 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 you know may, maybe we can answer that after the break but maybe you can just chew on it but at, at which point should Otuado or what should concern him the most is it a heavy scoreline bad performance 
that kind of at which point should he say okay look now we need to revise the notes because plan a is not working and we need to try something in front you just chew on that we'll, I'll, I'll get your thoughts in, in in a second too close i can feel it something is vibrating inside me i'm celebrating but outside they kill me I'll get any case thoughts in a second. But have you registered your self line numbers yet? Remember, the NCA says all SIM cards need to be re-registered. So voice and data as well. So visit any self line shop near you to register with your Ghana card. No registration, no service. Self line better together. Now, GapCon 2022 is happening from September 28 to 30 at the Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast City in Accra on the theme energy transition in the African Petroleum Downstream context prospect challenges and the way forward you have great men there uh alaji uh, dr mahmoudou baumia who is the vice president his excellency will be there honorable minister for energy dr matthew poku Perempe will also be there and the conference is putting together regulators and downstream industry sector stakeholders from across the west african sub-region and beyond if you are interested visit gipcon.com gipcon.com and it's being put together by the npa the chamber of bulk oil distributors the ministry of energy and the african refiners and distributors association see this flag waving i won't believe you no because how far could i be? Now, on the 14th of October, that's the day when the Ghana Club 100 Awards Night is happening. You can visit gipc.gov.gh slash blog to see that form, fill that form, and get your company on that elite list. The de- deadline for submission has been extended to September 30. You can call 244 877 583 or 0544 332086 or send an email to pr at gipc.gov.gh to find out more. Now, if you care about your engine, then you need to be friends with Shell's motor oil. Whatever you drive, whatever the conditions, they have the right motor oil for your vehicle. And they are all specialists and loop bay mechanics are trained to understand your car and guide you on the right way of maintenance. So get your hands on Shell lubricants because they are designed for ultimate engine performance. Is it 31? Up next is your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. And welcome to the financial segment. We call it your money. Godfrey, what's the tip on a Friday? It's a weekend. People are trying to see what they can do this weekend. Oh, my, one of the more famous people of our lifetime, Thomas Edison, had a very interesting <laughs> saying. Basically, it revolves around work, but it's also about money. Mm-hmm. He says, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. I see opportunity mm-hmm. is dressed in overalls mm-hmm. and looks like work yes wow. and it's missed by most, pe- most uh-huh. people and it's missed by most yes. people wow yes so think about it on this friday mm. as you try to make some money see so it could be an opportunity if it looks like work it could probably be opportunity no, a lot of that, us do skip those yes. things 
because we are like they are, it's too hard. That is how you, that, that is how you that is how you miss out on money. That is true. That is true. That's um, your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. 0549-986-996. What are your expectations tonight as Ghana takes on Brazil in an international friendly? Are you expecting a win, a loss, a draw? For you, what will make more sense? Result or performance? Godfrey Akotobafu is here. Daniel Cranston is also here. And we're just sharing a few thoughts on tonight's game. We'll go through your messages in a bit there. But, um, Daniel, let's talk about... A very interesting debate that seems to have emerged in the last few weeks. Following a very cold start, Mohamed Kudus found good form. He scored for Ajax Sport five, five or six mm-hmm. goals, I believe. Six goals, six goals. Six goals so far. Six across all competitions. We saw him score in subsequent Champions League games. Now we, we at Ajax, he's playing in a very interesting false nine role, a position that gets him quite close to goal. And some people think that, okay, if that's working, why not replicate the same thing for the Black Stars and have him play in that false nine position or a position that allows him greater access to goal? Whenever the Black Stars play these days, we seem to have um, Andre Ayu in the mix. People say, okay, now Andre Ayu should lead the line. He seems to know how to find goal. Some people say it's Kudus. People don't want to see Andre Ayu in the national team. Some people, yeah, it's true. It's just some people. A lot of people don't like to see Andre Ayu in the national team these days. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that so, in a bit. Yeah. So. Danny, you're, you're, look, tonight, if, if Otuado puts out his team, what sh- how, sh- how should he solve that riddle you know, of these two players? Kudus Mohamed and Andrea Yu, who should be tasked with at least providing a semblance of a scoring threat through the middle? I always go with, if I was a coach, I always go with the one who's more proven. The one who understands the role better. The fact that Kudus has played there in what five games this season, scored six goals, doesn't automatically make him a better goal getter than Andrea. Yu. Mm-hmm. If you are looking at Black Stars' form over the past year, Andrea Yu is the top goal scorer for the Black Stars with four goals. Mm-hmm. So that in itself shows that even during his time playing in Qatar, um, they say he's old, they say he's slow, he's still the team's top goal scorer during um, during this past period. And you see, it's it's also about systems. The Black Stars hasn't played the same way that Ajax plays. Ajax have certain components around Kudus that allows him to be able to get the goals. It's not just picking somebody's club. position and club role and saying, okay, do it in the Black Stars. Okay. Is Kamal Din going to be playing the same way Big House plays? No. It's um, the midfielders in the... Uh, 
It's Baba. It's Baba Party. going to play the same way that Kenneth Taylor is playing. Party. No. Ghana has our own style. We have our own system. Okay. And I feel like, per what we've seen over the past year, over the past six months with Otwado, how many games? That's uh, six uh, games he's played overall. Andrea, you is better suited to that that position and that role in terms of being the sole provider of our goals okay. than Kudus Mohamed. Okay. Kudus Mohamed played very well against Nigeria in the second leg. Tactically, he was very good. He may not have been flashy. And that's another thing. You see, people tend to analyze football from, from an offensive sense only. <laughs> so if you are an attacker and you are not dribbling, if you are not scoring, if you are not assisting, then it means if you, you are bad. Busy. If you don't look busy, then it means you are bad. But I always say that judge a player per the game plan and per the instructions that the coach has given the player to do. So if a player is on the pitch and a coach says, don't cross the center line, and the player is consistently crossing the center line and giving him crosses and fans are saying, wow, he's doing well, the coach is likely going to take him off because he's not following instructions. And following instructions, Godfrey said it earlier, that is, when it comes to tournament football, it is very important. It's not about who looked the busiest. It's not about who scored the most goals. Because if you remember in the 2018 World Cup, Deschamps gave so much praise to Olivier Giroud in that World Cup, but the guy didn't score a single goal. He led the line the entire World Cup. He didn't score a single goal. But his role brought the best out of Griezmann and Mbappé. His ability to sacrifice himself, drop deep, link up play, not be in a hurry to occupy spaces that were designated for both Mbappé and Griezmann. That is what brought the best out of the attack. And that is how we need to analyze players. So Giroud is doing exactly what Deschamps wants him to do. So that is 100%. Not what the fans are expecting him to do. Because the fans don't know the game plan. The fans don't know the instructions. But based on how the player is behaving on the pitch and the coach's relationship with the player and response to the player on the pitch, you can tell if he's happy or he's not happy. So I feel like when it comes to this, in the Black Star setting, Andrea Yu understands this thing. The coaches are clearly happy with Andrea Yu because coach after coach, team after team, he's still playing and he's still scoring goals. So let's not quickly throw in an experiment just because Ajax have done it and it's working and it could easily go against us. Even, Kudus even, himself even has with been that, successful. Even with that, you see, again, if, um, with the whole Kudus conundrum, you know, I, I, people think I don't like Kudus. I love Kudus. <laughs> I just think that, um, like Danica said, the past few games that he's played for Ghana, we've been focused overly on his talent on the ball and not focused on other things. I'll tell you something. If you read the analysis of Ajax games that are done in the Dutch press yeah. not in the not what we chat about on Twitter mm -hmm. the people who actually <laughs> go to and watch the games and are paid to analyze Ajax games in the, in in, in Dutch and we won't read about it because it's in Dutch but if you care to translate it they've had concerns his individual form has been brilliant they're not happy about his impact on the team yeah and the team will always be essential. Mm -hmm. You can, you, you, you have, what, what, what is the essence of having the greatest stats in the world if the team doesn't do well? And for a team like Ajax, whose principles are built solely on the success of the collective, these things will really worry them. Yes, so they will keep working at it until they solve that problem. It won't become too much of an issue yet. They'll keep working at it. But they've started noticing it. 
that's just what I was trying to say with the point that Danny K is making. Mm. Danny, please. Yeah, and um, the thing is also, if you are going to change something like this, then it means maybe it's not working. But if you look at the individual co uh, contribution of both Kudus and Andrea Yu in this setup, as it already is, both of them are thriving. Kudus has scored three goals. He's the second joint highest goal scorer for the Black Stars yeah. after, uh, after um, Andrea Yu. Andrea has four. Patti and Kudus have three. So, In which period? In the last year. The last year. The last year from September last year to September this year. So clearly it's working. And if it's working and we've reached where we've reached in qualifying for the World Cup and we are in this position where we are going to face Brazil, I don't think two months to the World Cup um, is a smart time and uh, to, to, to change and ex or start experimenting based on what Ajax have done in the past, what, six games. And... If you also want to further analyze, it's just picking from where Goffred um, um, left off. If you push it further, they've lost, they've lost what, their last two games. Ajax have lost their last two games in which Kudus has still scored. Yes. That is when the, those memes started coming up. That his inclusion in the starting lineup may be at the detriment of the team's attacking uh, 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 structure. And that's it. So you, you are looking at it from the individual's point of view. But when you look at it as a team collective, there are some people who are not happy with it. So, one, it depends on how you look at it. But I feel like go with what is working. Go with the trusted, the, the, the trusted person. And the trusted person is also on form for the national team. Mm. That's also something that people need to, to, to analyze. In as much as somebody may be doing well in their club team, how well does the person do when they come into the Black Star setting or the national team setting? Mm. Leroy Sani, when he missed out on the 2018 uh, World Cup, Joaquin Loves... Um, explanation was that when he comes to Germany, he doesn't play as yeah. well as he does for Manchester City. I remember City. that. There are players that. who sit on the bench in their club sides. When they come to Germany, they do exactly what I want them to do and they thrive. So I'm going to go with those players based on their form for Germany because you can't bring your Manchester or your club stats and say based on this, you are better than somebody. No, everybody is doing what they do. But when you come to the national team, it is what happens at the national team that is important. So if we are judging the players by their form in the national team and by how well they execute their roles in the national team, I don't see why we should bench Andrea Yu. I think this Andrea Yu thing, and even his brother, is just based on pure emotions. People have picked up the... And it's understandable. You can like who you like. You cannot like who you don't want to like. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's fine. That's but when you insist on somebody being dropped, when the thing has no tactical or statistical backing that's when it becomes a problem because i always see this Ghanaians have been screaming for john Aye and didi are you to sit on the bench for how many years is it that excuse my weight my weights is it that the coaches who coach them at club level and national team level are stupid and they can't see you say why is this coach playing in him jordan should sit down then they sack a coach a new person comes in and he's still playing jordan are you then they sack the coach, a new person comes in. He's still playing Jordan, are you? It should tell you so that. So there must be something. There must be something. You see, when you go, when you go deeper into this Jordan, are you conundrum? And you like the way I've switched quickly from Jordan, Andre to, to Jordan, are you? When you go deeper into this, I always say this thing, and I'm going to repeat it again. Judge a player by their instructions and the game plan. Because that's what the coaches are looking at. The coaches are not looking at the flashy things that fans look out for. The coaches are looking at how well this player does for my mm. team and my structure. And that's what they judge. With Jordan, if you, just briefly, if you go back this season, the game against um, Southampton, 
no, last season, last season. Um, Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace against Palace. Southampton. They finished that game. And this, are, this is what Vieira said. Now, I'm going to read a series of quotes, but there's something that is running through all the quotes. This is Vieira on Jordan after the game against Southampton last season. He said for him to score, he was asked why Jordan isn't scoring mm-hmm. enough goals. And then he said for him to score, we first need to create opportunities for him to score. He says we need to talk about his selflessness because he's sacrificing himself for the team. He's working hard and that is what we need. The goals will come. When you listen to the wording of this thing and how he said it, first of all, he agrees by the opening statement that the team is not creating opportunities for Jordan. So clearly they can't demand goals Clearly they him. can't demand from him. The highlight of this statement is his selflessness and his ability to sacrifice himself for the team. And then adds that the goals will come. So clearly, Vieira is not judging um, Jordan Are you by goals. Do you get what I'm saying? Then it comes to Newcastle this season. When, uh, Crystal Palace, when Crystal Palace faced Newcastle this season. This is a space of one year. The same Vieira. He says Jordan was fantastic when he played in midfield because at times he dropped into mm-hmm. midfield. He says he's an intelligent player and always and is always prepared to again sacrifice himself for the team. When we when he went centrally, he gave us a good balance. Again, the sacrifice. So he's looking at a player who is being able to adjust and perform very well the tactical instructions that he's been given. So it may not look like nice on the public eye. But the coach is appreciating what he's doing. Lastly, two more quotes. This is 2019. 2019 July. Um, this is uh, Roy Hodgson. He says, um, Ayu brings an incredible desire, work ethic, spirit to the team. I thought today he did some fantastic things, not the least defensively. He becomes that extra defender in midfield when you lose the ball. Again, this is an attacker okay. who is not being judged on goals. He's being judged on what? Instructions that are being given to him. So sometimes let's cut the coaches some slack. They know what they are doing. Because if a player was bad and a different person came and a different person changed the player, then you can tell that, yes, you were right. But if consistently different coaches come over a long period of time and still play this guy, then it means there's something he's doing that is benefiting the team. So yeah, zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. You can send in your thoughts. Uh, several people are. I mean, some messages have come in. Black star stuff. The friendlies tonight is in France and it's all part of the preps for the World Cup. So Ghana will play uh, tonight against Brazil. They play against Nicaragua on Monday, and then later they play Switzerland. And then I think they'll play one mm. more game at least. Per what Henry Asante Chum yeah. said. Let me let me before, give you some messages that have come in. Uh, from the bottom, uh, if you don't mind, let me start from the bottom this time. <laughs> okay, so this one says, Hi, City. Uh, this is from Johnson Momon uh, in Pennsylvania. It says, The game between Brazil and Ghana, some might consider a fight between a lion and a goat, but I think it might be a draw a win for Ghana. Good luck to the Black Stars. Park we see uh, from Poon says, Andrea, you scores in every tournament Ghana has featured, whether we perform well or not. He's the best player Ghana has in the squad, uh, though he sometimes messes up. And then he ends up with a black sheriff coat that I cannot read on radio. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Kofi Annan says, um, Good morning. I strongly believe that if our players focus on the game and not on the winning bonus, we should either draw with them or... I don't think the winning bonus has become an issue for some time. We are still uh, a bit scarred by 2014. Brazil, you know, uh, mark my words, this Richie Rice, you guys, uh, Ghana has to get rid of the Wallacott guy. He's not a tested goalkeeper enough. There are lots of question marks about him. Uh, well, there are no certainties, Richard, as you see, and that's the point um, when it comes to the national team. Has he been reliable for the Black Stars since he came in? 
Yes, that is what the coach will go with. Uh, Zilex Duane in London says he should just use the experienced players from the start. It will help. Uh, we can only wish the Black Stars best of luck. We can only pretend we don't care about whatever happened. But it does get to us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this is, I like how government is helping us understand the, the Soja song. Yeah. yeah, so today. But on the Brazil side, though, uh, they, they, they are also looking to do quite a few things uh, with uh, their squad. I think they are still trying to figure out their best defensive shape, Danike, if you, if you ask me. It's an They're area of the park. Yes, I think it's an area of the park that... Uh, they can be exposed in. And the fact that they tend to load the squad in such a way as to make up for the lack of defense you will get from Neymar and sometimes Vinicius. Um, so you would see maybe Richarlison because Richarlison works really hard. Uh, sometimes doesn't score as many goals as you would want. But because again, he's he has similar tendencies to Andrea uh, Jordan. Are uh, you in that regard? He's a he's like he's the kind of striker a lot of Ghanaian to say he who's got 20 goals, he might end up scoring eight or nine. But coaches love him because he does other things well, you understand. So perhaps that is why he gets in whilst Neymar is in. Uh, Lucas Paqueta, a very hard working offensive midfielder, he's he's not your stylish. Playmaker sort of he's he has the he has the the guile but he has a lot of brawn attached to it. Then you have Casimero uh in there as well. Everybody knows what Casimero does. <laughs> I mean, so I think they're still trying to figure out their best. But one one thing when it comes to talking about the squad and how having differences come in, and I don't want people to understand maybe um the point we keep making about it's not just about the form, but it's also about versatility sometimes it's not club football that we are playing okay so you mentioned the zero situation yesterday i was watching the france austria, austria game and the things Giroud does from just the tactical perspective if you are not watching for anything other than the tactics it's fascinating okay they could remove him but he just does so many things that keeps tenders thinking yeah. like you know, and, and draws and, and space. Notice that he's the most unique player in the French. They don't have any yeah. forward who plays like him. And we, 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 we are still trying to find that. I think that's why we drafted in Benjamin Tete. Of course, he's injured. injured. Uh, now Semenyo, Semenyo also brings a bit of that difference uh, in that lineup. So we'll try and see how most of these boys. And then how does you see? And here's the question that even Danny question: How we, where does Inaki Williams play uh-huh. in the Black Stars of Ghana? It is, Blasters is not Athletic Bilbao. <laughs> yeah, you see, the Bilbao setup, again, the question that uh, um, uh, Danny K was asking, Inak Williams went six seasons without being benched. How many goals did he score? Not a lot. Yes, but why does he start? He starts up front. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he does certain things well that give the team balance what the coaches require. They've had different coaches during that time period. So, it works. So, in the Blasters of Ghana, Inaki coming in, where does he play? Is he playing on the right? Is he playing on the left? Is he playing afro? Because he's not a proven goal scorer. He so doesn't he, have a lot of exactly. goals in his name. So. And at international football level, he does not have the experience. Okay, so sometimes, yeah, it's easy to turn our noses up at some of the players we have and say, but we should value those who have tournament experience. Yeah. Going into a World Cup, it is... If you, it is a team that will run through a lot of the squads who are going to the World Cup, 
the squads that will do well at the World Cup, especially, they will have certain controversial persons being named to the team. Yeah. And, and, and just to add to what you are saying quickly, the explanations uh, Gareth Southgate gave for Maguire, for Maguire said he, he's the one who took him to a World Cup final. And he's the same person who took him to a Euros final. So remember, he's not talking about what Maguire is doing for mine yes. instead of the fact that he's sitting on the bench. The tournament experience that he's given him as a yes. head coach, taking him to a semi-final and a final in their last two majors, it just shows you yeah. why he, he went for a player. And on, the, on this experience level, I'll just wrap this conversation up with a story from 2006. 2006, Ghana had basically a starting eleven that could rival most starting 11s <laughs> in international football. Individually, we had four or five players who were world class. Some of parts, we had a really good squad, right? That was there. You would think that, oh, but there was a game, that game against Brazil, we lost it. Yeah, 3 0. Right? But in the build up to that game, in the tunnel, <laughs> yeah. big, that's so, you see, that's the difference. <laughs> These are players, some of them had seen a club sites and all, but. You now, you are now seeing them wearing their yellow and blue, mm -hmm. completely different. Yeah, All right, yeah, people yeah. were shaking. Okay, and until Stephen Appiah left the locker room to get to the tunnel, and he got there, and everybody was like, "Okay, yeah." And he was talking to some of the Brazilian boys. and was like, "Charlie, yeah, what's up?" Joking yeah, with them was you know, and then you could see immediately the impact that had on the rest of the, the rest of the squad. Those are the little, little things mm -hmm. that you club football will not tell you. Yeah. So club football-wise, you might be the done. But in that tunnel, as we are standing there, you are shaking. Nobody knows you. The person who has gone to three, four tournaments and has seen all these things before, he doesn't care. He's, he's unfazed. He's unfazed by it. So he's the one who come and tell you, Charlie, calm, calm down. down. No it is him calming you down that gives you the talented, informed player. The ability to go out there and perform. If you are nervous, you can play. Yeah. No matter how talented you are, if you are nervous, you can play. That is how you build up a squad. That's what I'm saying. We will, you can never build a national team squad from data. Other than that, all. you will put 11 robots on the pack and you will lose. Yeah. Case made. <laughs> a few messages. 0549-986-996. Let, let's go through. Oh, okay, as for me, I'm very scared of Brazil. They should take it easy on us. It's just a friendly. Well, they should also. They should, they're also begging us to take it easy yeah. on them. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, as a, um, with all the analysis of Jordan being praised by his coach, as a striker, his main role is to score goals and not to defend. If he wants to be a midfielder, they should convert him to. But yes, that's the issue, boss. Uh, that's what his coaches see, and that's what they use. So if he wants to, be, he doesn't say he wants to be a midfielder. Mm. If you're a footballer, you don't say I want to be this. You play where the coach wants you to play or you don't play. And that's the problem with even a lot of our players and why they don't make it in Europe in the first place. Jordan has had a very long EPL career. Oh, yeah. Hmm? Swansea, considering. Villa. Considering. Palace. And he's yeah. there. Yeah. He's and he's been there. relegated. Yes. I remember... So, some of our more talented... 200 Premier League appearance. Some of our more talented players... Did are, they play 200? ...are sitting on the benches elsewhere. There's a reason why. You understand? Most of our players will tell you, oh, me, I don't want to play this. So they go and sit somewhere. You are talented, but you're on the bench. You're rotting away. That's what it is. On Jordan, I totally disagree with The system they play at Palace is different from what we play here in Ghana. And Jordan is placed in front for goals. And we don't see that often. The midfielders have good numbers than him. Supremo from Tishi. Jordan doesn't play at front for Ghana. He plays out wide. He plays out wide. Uh, the other brothers are good. Jordan is tactically gifted. 
uh, whilst they did say leader and inspire people use their father's standards to judge them and demand from them we will win tonight james from teshi okay uh that's uh, one last message one last message and then we go this one says let's also juxtapose what danny said on, on kudus and why you not favor him up front and what he's saying on jordan using his club coaches review and using that to say his better place for them. Well, like I said, look, opinions, really. Fifty-eight on the city breakfast show. So um as teams are prepping this this weekend is international weekend. Yeah. So there's no league except mm-hmm. the Ghana Premier. And this one update's coming through. Cameroon, full start uh, full strength eleven, just got nailed by Uzbekistan. Yes. Two zero. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> so at this level, so it doesn't matter who you bring. If the team can't function well at this level, you, you go chop hot. All right, zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. So join the City Sports desk from six p.m. tonight as we build up. There'll be live commentary. Kickoff is at six thirty. The guys will be here. Uh, Danny Crante will be here. Pichichi will be here. Benjamin Kitty, I'll be here. I'll be here as well. So join us for that game. It's Ghana versus Brazil in an international friendly tonight in France. Kickoff is at six thirty p.m. We have a party hard. You know we have a party hard. We want party hard. Let's see a party hard, hard. We have a party hard. You know we have a party hard. We want a party. Let's switch tracks now. Let's talk about education. The education minister, Dr. Yao Seidutrum, he's been, he's been in the trends. People are talking about it. You find a good number of people talking about him. What has he done? No, he hasn't done anything. What has he said? That one, he has said something. Now, he's challenged uh, African leaders in education to develop assertive curricula to train critical thinking problem solvers for the continent. Now, he says the education in Africa tames students and he says the situation cannot produce problem solvers to end the cycle of poverty on the continent. And he was speaking at a roundtable discussion on education in Africa on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly in New York. Go to schools upon schools and I speak with the students. And when I finish speaking with them, I'll say, do you have a question for me? No hand goes up. A hand is just to go up in all my encounters in Ghanaian classrooms. We have tamed the children. We just want them to write down what we tell them. At the day of exams, they should put down what we have told them. We say you are the best student the country has ever known. That kind of education system will not transform Ghana. That kind of education system is not going to give us critical thinking individuals, especially since we are um, in the 21st century and education 4.0, the fourth industrial revolution, you can memorize your way out of poverty, but you can critically think and innovate out of poverty. So Ghanaian schools, Africans will have to begin to take a serious look at what are called assertive curriculum, a curriculum that empowers the African child to ask questions and challenge the status quo respectfully within the African cultural context. But not a curriculum that tells the African child to be quiet and don't say anything when the adult is speaking.
So that was the education minister, Dr. Yao Ose Edichum. <laughs> I, I found his comments really look is he making sense yes he's making a lot of sense but i'm asking okay like is he taking the lead in the, I, I mean i think i don't know because what he's saying is great you know we can't memorize our way out of poverty wonderful wonderful we can't you know we need to allow the creative juices to flow we can't train tame to wonderful great but if till date, till date, even at the uni level, if students express different opinions or they provide other examples outside the things that have been given and they are still being given wrong and half mark and zero and those kinds of things, then Mr. Education Minister, we really, really, really won't go anywhere. So it is all well and good. I'm happy that you've mentioned this. I'm happy. So I hope that we are changing how we are doing things because if we say we want to change the game we can't change the game Godfrey, when <laughs> schools don't have textbooks <laughs> we can't change the game when schools don't have labs we can't change the game when schools don't have the things that modern education requires we really can't change the game if we don't really get our head down mm. and get some proper work happening yeah uh, I wasn't too surprised when I heard him <laughs> because I've interviewed him. Uh, yes. He's one of the first journalists to actually have a proper sit-down yes. conversation with him on education in this country when he returned uh, from the U.S. You know, So I know what his thoughts are on education. And he's described a systemic problem, something that has existed for a long time. He will not be the one to see the end of it. He's, I, I think to be fair to him he's suggested a couple of ideas some of which are yet to be implemented at least um that one to try and change this kind of mindset uh where teachers don't take inquiring minds seriously where curiosity is not encouraged you know but rather it's a yes amasa kind of engagement in a classroom and i'm here to teach you you are here to listen uh mm -hmm. scenario even sometimes like you described at the higher levels mm -hmm. of um, education it, it's it will become a matter of changing orientation in the teaching class as well uh, so at the t training level at the training college level how are you supposed to teach um is that changing you know uh those are the things and it's it's a it's a big task it's a big task i don't expect him to be able to make those changes in four years but at least see that during your time you are able to make significant progress for somebody else to continue yeah maybe in 10 to 15 years we'll have this conversation and this system that we currently have will not exist but at the moment there's it is true there's a lot of fear Yes, teachers is. fear to change the way they teach heads fear uh, students fear to question teachers yeah i i remember back in the day in school where a teacher worked out a mathematical formula that was wrong mm. the student corrected the teacher and said this mathematical <laughs> formula is wrong How and the student was barred from coming to class Sharp. for a while it happens for embarrassing the teacher well, it happens 
what what was wrong with what the student did the teacher who taught us democracy in high school mm. asked some of us to leave the class when we asked him some questions that he thought challenged him i mean it's not so he's he's <laughs> People, people get a bit cynical about it when they say, "Well, you are the minister, but do something about it." There is something he has done which lends credence to what he is saying, mm. which is that in his constituency, where constituency where he has control and influence, right? He has personally every academic here sponsored thirty bright students who cannot afford to go through engineering school i mean basically stem education that is that is what i'm saying i'm saying how does that change orientation i get it how does that change i'm saying that if you're looking at the efforts how does that change orientation i get it if you're looking at the efforts the man has made personally and then what they are now trying to use the ministry to do as 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 the authority figure he is at the Ministry of Education, we know the, the, the government is trying to push through this six model STEM schools, right? And then typically, to he's one who very now and again, despite all the merit of challenges we have with the education system, you'd find that this education minister to be the one who often interacts, goes to schools. I mean, forget about the pictures we saw when there were issues with food and he was holding bread and butter and things that, that forget about the PR, but you'd find him often engaging students in the classrooms, having hands-on experience. I guess that's where you get to have this kind of knowledge that students are timid, our curriculum is taming them. And so we need to produce as we need to get a, an assertive curriculum that teaches oh, people yeah, who are problem solving that's but that's where we get that to position. that's where we get to ask what he is doing in that respect where i agree completely with godfrey because even the curriculum that we don't know whether it to be assertive crano how long has it taken for us to have that done you see so yes that's a good question to ask him when he returns but i hope that as he's engaging his colleagues at the u.n level and speaking brilliant rhetoric now when they come back we'll see a lot more i know there's this competition that is coming up soon um it's been um put together by the free senior high school secretary they call it stem innovation it's a contest where students are putting together based on the theory they've learned in class their own innovations that solve problems in their uh, in their respective communities. Mm -hmm. Out of that, it's a contest. So they are trying to encourage the application of the knowledge they have acquired in classrooms so that they can innovate and do something that solves problems. I'm hoping that that will augment. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Mm -hmm pushed through if they don't i'll, I'll have issues with them <laughs> but but yeah um and you know that even some private tertiary institutions are doing very well in respect of stem education and producing assertive problem solvers here in ghana well look i think that since and there's the a lot we can learn from them yeah, you know yes but the education minister, you see, when I talk about education, my biggest concern has to do with public education. You get my point? Yes. Like the public schools, yes. basic level especially. Because they are the, those blocks, those are the formative years. Or those are the building blocks. Very and important. You find that a lot of people struggle with education further down the line. Especially in the public basic schools. Yes. Because their foundations are very terrible. defective. And you can't build anything on a foundation that is weak. Yeah. And you find people struggling, struggling, struggling. And if you drill 
deep and drill down, you find that, ah, at that level, they, they didn't have what was needed to shape them well at that educational level. So, I, it's great. Look, it's uh, wonderful. I love the man's observations. I love that he has made these observations. I just hope that it will just go away from being an observation that, you know, sounds nice to the international ear, but it will be one that prompts a rethink and proper action that he has to oversee. Yes, proper and action implement. that he has to take. You know, and <laughs> so for me, I, I, I don't know whether sometimes I should feel sorry for him or not, because like I said, I, I, my sympathy comes from the fact that when he arrived and started this work, I spoke to him. As one of the first people who sat down with him, he spoke to me for an hour and thirty minutes. On he, I don't think anybody understands. I've spoken to any of our ministers who understands our educational setup as well as Educhum does, and the problems that come with it. And that is where also the frustration comes for those who know him and have spoken to him about it, since he understands the problem so well. The expectations and are even expectations greater. are great yeah. that this is what you would be able to do in solving the problem. But the problems are rooted in of course they are. circumstances that perhaps he does not control or from the outside maybe he underestimated a bit. And we don't expect them to be solved short term, long term. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's true. What annoys people a bit is the incessant lamentation. We don't want to hear it. We pay for it. Do the work. Mm. let us see the work let us take it from there okay they've tried to do things and i acknowledge that now i'm saying i'm aware of some of the things that naka is trying to do yeah. some of the things that the gs is trying to do but i make a really solid point at the base at the public school level which is where we're supposed to feel the most impact because that is where they operate a lot they're dealing with large class sizes uh, teachers are overworked uh, no classrooms. The infrastructure is yeah. off for some of those places. Nutritional well. challenges. So, w- what? At what time does this happen? It's just a. Basically, it's it's numbers. It's it's become a numbers game. They are stressed. Okay, so the kind of teaching that you are looking for that will breed that assertive individual <laughs> that you are looking for. Has fifty students. The entire system is designed at the moment, to make that difficult to achieve. They need a long-term plan that they can see through. And, you know, what has also not helped is the, 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 the governmental chaskili they've played with education. Every government comes with a different plan. Really? Oh, yes. Some is. Every government comes with its own thoughts about what education should look like. I, I, I am happy with his because Personally, it aligns with what I see education to be. Unfortunately, he has not been able to do it. He's complaining. I understand that one too. Principalities. Someone's high. Good morning, Good morning. Yeah, you should come and tell me about it. You should do it. Oh, why, why should he not um, tell you about it? He <laughs> should just do the job. No, I think, again, this whole education, there's a universe 
of uh, that can contain the interactions and the conversations about education. Oh, certainly. And I think he made these statements as on a particular platform. Yes, so, so we should understand oh, yes, that. Yes, yes, it's yes. not like he called into a radio station <laughs> and started pouring his... No, no, no. no. At, at that forum, it was... At the forum, yes, people were these were the things that people needed to hear. Mm. But we as media will try and extend it the bigger picture. Yeah. You know. And if you're a policy maker or manager, your worst your worst if I say your your worst encounter is when you don't have a real picture of your own reality. Okay. And I think that he expresses his realities well. Mm. And, that's true and and we can't fault him for that i mean this you know but what has led us to this point and it is years and generations of misapplication of education policy theories somebody travels to a conference sees that some people are doing something that's they take their thing wholesale and come and dump it here <laughs> One politician travels and sees that in some country, secondary education is three years. Then he comes and says, we'll change it to three years. And the conversion of polytechnics into technical Please university. Don't, don't. Now, I, 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 I know he gets you upset. I'm getting you upset. I know he gets you upset. for that one. That's for, I can never repent of that. I know he gets you good. You know. It really upsets you. The reality is that. You can't memorize your way out, out, of, out, of, poverty. out of poverty. Didn't we know this? Bus. <laughs> but it's okay to hear it from the minister of education. And I think that's a good step because I'm sure you have said it. You have said it. We've all said it before. But now the soundbite is coming from the minister of education. Defining the reality. Yes. Okay, that's the first job. First job. Yeah. You define, Secondly, define what are the structures that can we can deploy to ensure that we bring change? The structures, the institutions, the cultures, the society, they are all steeped into backward cultures and the way we see education. Memorize or let me repeat, try to memorize, <laughs> pretend to have understood, <laughs> threaten <laughs> to write and pass, <laughs> and more often than not, try and look for a paw. A.K.A. leaked papers. I drop it. A.K.A. law school. And then, when it's all said and done, we cannot bring it to bear in industry and society. And then we feign surprise. Why are we surprised? But something has to change. And we know what has to change. Mm. But the current structure of the educational system benefits certain people. Some people who are half-baked in knowledge, who are half-experienced, who are ill-prepared, who are ill-exposed, who are lazy, who control the systems. So they don't want to change. Now, Educhum has found himself in 
a unique position. And more often than not, you end up living a contradiction. Okay. Where you know what is good. You know what to do. But you end up doing otherwise because the structures through which you can execute your mandate cannot support you. But what others do is to resign when they find that they, are, they cannot, you know, live out their convictions, you know, and lay out what, you know, situations they found. Because if you can't change the system, that means that the system will change you and your knowledge wouldn't amount to anything. You won't leave I, any I, legacy. I, I agree with See? you. I agree with you when you say that. Yeah. If you cannot change the system, he hasn't said that he can't change the system. Right. He's saying that it's difficult to get us to the next level because of where we have come from mm. in a conversation. But the thing is that he hasn't said it, folded his arms, sitting oh, somewhere. Throwing his hands in this bed. You understand? I get it. Guy is doing what he can do. But are the institutions that are supposed to support the policymaker ready, ready to come along? Because it will require everybody's support. Yes. So he can... A change of culture. Yes. Proper, if you like, let me use the harsh change of culture, the way we do things. And even the way it's structured. Do we think about training of the trainers? The teacher training. Who is teaching the teacher? The other time I, I saw somebody on TV from some uh, association of private something, something, something to do with education. And this guy was going on and on. And his English was not good. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. And I'm, I was asking myself that, uh, but this person is supposed to be a teacher who is also fighting for teachers and on and on and on. And what you are telling us, you are mixing the tenses and all over the place. So who is training the trainer? It's not just about the young people in school. But the quality yeah. of instructions. So how are we molding the training institutions? Because that's where it starts yeah. from. If the focus is on, oh, free SHS, let's go and give them food. Let's go and so and so and so and so and so. While we keep allowing the quality and the standards of instruction to go down the drain, <laughs> it's a suicidal mission. Mm. So, I think that, yes, he's doing his best. And not like any other education minister came and did something wonderful. <laughs> if Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm just saying that it's okay for this man to share his realities. And try to garner support and bring the attention of the high and mighty in society to be able to get this work done. And I say this because... You know, the same challenges we have are challenges that other countries have had. Except that we have the apport too much. The apport is too much. <laughs> but have you heard of a new one? I think you have mentioned this like three times today. Something no. happened, I don't know. No, what is that? <laughs> the, the, it's, it's, it's bad for yeah. our education <laughs> service. As in, the, the whole um, Ghana education brand, yeah. okay, to think that and in fact, when I heard the guy, he made reference to something. He said, have you heard that the, the papers for Cambridge examinations have leaked before? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great point. Yeah. 
But there are human beings who also support this over thing. But the Cambridge uh, GCSE thing, that, that, it, that one it doesn't leak. Oh. But the white one will leak. <laughs> the law school one oh, is leaking. <laughs> so tell me whether the problem is with the policy maker or is with the human beings. You can clearly tell. <laughs> you see, this is our problem. I mean, so, I mean, the, Dr. Duchum is not the one going to print the papers. Okay. So I'm not saying that you can, he can he can take himself out of it. Of course, he, the buck stops with him. But the point is that the man acknowledges this is it. What can we do? The other day, somebody came and said, "Look, hey, all polytechnics from today going, you are universities, and uh, you start doing administration. If you go to what used to be the polytechnics today, it's okay to have them do indeed." The polytechnics used to have business programs even before they were turned into universities. They used to have HND in uh, they had DBA uh, diploma in business DBS. DBS. All these programs were there way before. But the emphasis, emphasis. How many lecturers do you need in one country, Ghana? Everybody wants to go and do a PhD. And more often than not, they want to do PhDs that don't take them anywhere. <laughs> Somebody said to me that at times we want to go back to school, go back to school to wipe away our guilt of not having been employed. That's true. Mm, yeah. You, you get me? But can you imagine if we had different pathways? Vocational pathway at the high level, technical pathway at the high level, entrepreneurial pathway at the high level. Not just academic pathway, because the emphasis on academic pathway is what has put the pressure on us to do the true poor, poor pass, poor, and, and forget. forget. This is it. Because everything is geared towards a certain examination deadline. You are not given a target of produce X so and so. For instance, you are doing a Greek science. Maybe your project is that. Uh, go and supervise a 10-acre pineapple farm in order for us to... We're a given set of tasks and targets. You understand? And this is exactly what the Japanese will do. This is what the Chinese will do. But if we don't get ourselves to the practice or actualizing the elements of education and we remain with this academic, academic, academic thing, we can say all the English we want to say. Nothing will change. <laughs> so listening to the City Breakfast Show is uh, 9.25. Sending your thoughts and comments on Lots of your comments have come in. We'll go through them in a minute. But remember that Suno Assurances is reminding everybody that we are all unique. And so your unique need will be taken care of. If you are friends with Suno Assurances, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Do you want to fulfill your potential in business? Do you want to have a comfortable retirement without regret? No dream is too big. Get in touch with Suno Assurances on WhatsApp or Telegram on the number 0552 Suno Assurances Insurance, our business. 
Now, fashion is a way to say who you are without having to speak. And GTP is ready to inspire you to express yourself through fashion. At GTP, we believe you are unique and deserve to show off your authentic style and fashionable taste. That's why we make sure to keep your life styled always. GTP Life Styled. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, a lot more will be served. This is the City Breakfast Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Friday, Jabolo, all night, Saturday, night, our club with you. Yalia, Martin, Zeman, Shock, and Ugubu Cap with you. And the shape in our Bible, a bed, no hunger for sale. Yalla, so they snap in the bed. The girls in our new chapel, walk away, no, double shed. One house on a club, no, a bed. The name is Summer Pan, a yellow sumia. This is Unia, the Bisa was a woman. Name is Summer Pan, a yellow sumia. Majohova full of banning, Lupani. Name is Summer Pan, a yellow sumia. Let yellow be look in the plastic. Name is Summer Pan, a yellow sumia. Jasuma me, I look in a gelatin. Miss Atemida Pa, and then Yami Baba Fisica. Sawan Consider Pada, I shall not have it with any pa. Welcome back. 928. <laughs> Look, this song paints our reality so, so well. So, so, so well. Hey, And some members want to be on Kobe. Oh, Charlie. But you know, it was um, during the on speaking about this education issue and all this during the city literacy challenge events, you know, mm. I spoke to the parents of some of the most of the kids, mm-hmm. and there was one in particular. Look, some meant such a clear idea of where she wants her word to be what the current educational system is capable of providing and not providing the inadequacies that exist and why she feels that at the moment even if her kid is here the kid has to go to school x Mm -hmm. to get what she thinks Mm -hmm. will make him competitive in the world Mm -hmm. and most of the parents had that when you spoke to most of the parents who come for the city literacy challenge, and I was blown away by the fact that most of them are not enthused. Most of them are traditional school graduates, legacy, legacy. for that matter, are not interested in sending their kids mm-hmm. back to the legacy schools. That, yeah, I can understand. Yes. Yeah. So this parent, for instance, was like, she went to school A. The last time she was there, which was like a year back, <laughs> she didn't like what she saw. There's no way her daughter is going there. There's another school. And it looks like to solve that problem of, you know, for instance, a lot of the Orthodox churches asked that they be given far more free reign Mm -hmm. back to run their schools. There's a turn to private schools that are still church-owned, though. And and with this, you are talking about the secondary secondary level. And... They've put up some 
magnificent schools around and are running things their own way and are attracting students away from this system that we are currently describing where they feel they are not interested in the go and read regurgitate and pass an mm-hmm. exam mm-hmm. she asked me one question i was you know touting my own primary college as like your your boy has to go you know like it's <laughs> mean, like why she asked me up front why yeah, but there's some there's still some very good ones no, you listen schools she asked me why and i was like oh it is this we are we at least we have facilities we might be a lot these days but we have so I was like will he get access to his own computer and i was like and eh, it will be difficult he was like well where he where he wants to go i checked he will get access to his own computer the wi-fi works when he's leaving all the work that he's done they allow him to back it up and leave with it i was quiet because I know it will not be available <laughs> at my own school. No matter how much I love it. I, I, I would agree to an extent. You know, we are a poor African country. And that's one reality that we shouldn't... The fact that we watch <laughs> movies and flatter ourselves, we shouldn't think that we are some rich country visiting somewhere. We are a poor African country. That's the first reality. The second thing is that me, I am not sure there's one country, or maybe not. There are no many. There are many countries where education is hundred percent everywhere. Mm-hmm. The countries that we look up to have very good schools, average schools, and bad schools as well. I'm telling you. I mean, in the United Kingdom, there are certain schools. If you ask my son or my daughter to go. I will, I will take you to court. <laughs> <laughs> but, the but is that in Ghana, we want to do a wholesale quality upgrade of every school. And it can't work that way. And by now, we should know that it doesn't work that way. There's a reason a group of schools call themselves the Ivy League schools. Because they were identified branded people put money into it to bring it to that point and my very as for me i think that schools should be targeted for upgrade okay students should now stretch themselves to want to be part of it and that's how education is structured everywhere else you can't tell us that every school must be the same and then go to Wesley Girls and put people who had grade 25 there because you're a politician, spoil the school, and then 10 years later, go and sit somewhere and say the school is not looking good. You go and harass head teachers, headmasters, people who don't do well in entrance examination, <laughs> and then push them there by force. Now, 10 years later, if the school is not seen top, you say, hey, I'm just saying that, we look, I, I didn't go to what at the time used to be called the first grade A schools. No, I went to Sweden Secondary School. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that all we need is access to education. But in terms of bringing upgrading, we should be deliberate at scientifically making choices of what our economy can carry. Upgrade them to the level, expand 
expand them and then gradually increase the number of upgraded schools we can't and i'm talking can't upgrade all of them we cannot okay. no, you can say it ah, but you can't, you can't do, do it, it. And, and maybe the upgrade too should be based on the immediate needs of the economy right the focus well, what on we it. can what so, i'm saying is that so that we don't for example give scholarships to people boys secondary school to do grammar was upgraded into the, 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 yeah. the, the science the college science, as we yeah. so it was somebody's decision yeah. it's not it's not all students who did it all it's somebody who sat there and said okay let's take this school and push it to this level and i'm saying it can be done we saw back in the day Accra polytechnic we had indian physics mathematics teachers come from india to help upgrade it to the level that it i'm saying that it can be done but we can't sit and say that okay the police that all schools must be all schools must be and you know you don't have the resources so you prioritize you graduate them and then upgrade according to your resources of course with mm -hmm. a deliberate strategy if we don't do that everything will go down what the Achibota school of 30 years ago when we were in secondary school is definitely not the Achibota school today Partly because politicians will force their children and their relatives who didn't make their grade to be admitted. And it's not just Achimota. All the no. schools that we know, your Accra Academy, your Prempe College, your um, O'Reilly Secondary Schools, this is what we have yeah. seen. So we won't sit down 20 years after and pretend that it's a Duchum alone who is causing anything. What is he causing? <laughs> I'm just saying that this thing, this education thing should be treated like medical practice. Have you ever heard that a minister of health came and changed the curriculum for teaching medicine? <laughs> no. Or, <laughs> have you ever heard any, oh, uh, this party came and said that we should change the curriculum for medical education. Have you heard some before? No. But as for ed uh, education, anybody comes and they want to change it the way they feel. This is the problem. If we are ill-educated, we'll be ill-prepared to turn this economy that's, around. That's we'll sit down in deception and generate a kwashoko economy. Mm. <laughs> economy mm. nefushen. <laughs> 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 Your messages are welcome on 0549986996. But it's happening tomorrow. The people who were sitting down and wondering earlier, I thought I saw a message. Somebody was asking, Is it late to sign up our company for the business Olympics? Is late? Why late? Like the Papi Kojo song said. So it's happening tomorrow, 8 a.m. at the Eden Heights Sports Complex in Weja. Caleb, uh, let's go to some of the messages. And then okay. So Francis Aquete inside finland hello nathan and team i disagree with immense on the fact that there is nowhere in the they world say where nowhere <laughs> they never said nowhere <laughs> i said there are no many yeah 
<laughs> where there are levels of quality in education in Finland, the quality is at all levels, and whether in the city or village, this is possible because whether you are the president's son or daughter, you attend the same schools as everyone else in Ghana. We don't have the quality throughout, not only because we are poor, it's because the politicians create something for the masses and then something else for themselves. That's what you say. Good morning, Nathan and Co. Until we change our mindset from examination center approach to learning, this country will continue to rot. Why can't we have masters, PhD, and professors teach in the preschool, basic, and second cycle levels of education? Why should every PhD or master student want to teach in the polytechnic, university, or the training college? Until this archaic mindset is changed, we will continue to experience this in our educational system. PJ Kedia. I will put on the tins fall apart. I can't was an impediment. Chapuli won't school the bar. Now so my message will do the whole body. So like I was saying, the City Business Olympics happening tomorrow. The big day is here. Tomorrow, God willing, we'll all gather at the Wager Sports at the Eden Heights Sports Complex or in Wager. So if your company has paid and you have your spots tomorrow, come in very early, register, let's get crackalaki. And the City Business Olympics is powered by City FM and City TV, partnered by Eden Heights, Doctors in Service Clinic, and sponsored by Mentos, Bethel Logistics, and Good Day Energy Drink. Alright, let's have a chit chat with one of the people powering tomorrow's City Business Olympics. I've been joined by Nankuri Eric. Nankuri Eric is business development manager with the Far East Mercantile, Far East Mercantile Limited. With Far East Mercantile Limited and Imperial Logistics. So, mentors, they are part of our sponsors for the City Business Olympics. And I, and I love their line, we say yes to fresh. I like that. Eric, morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to have you here. Eric, like I said, is with Far East Mercantile and uh, the other people who are responsible for mentors, that kind of thing. Um, first of all, first of all, let's talk about uh, mentors' collaboration with the City Business Olympics. Okay. Uh, why, why, why did you decide that hmm, this year 2022 we are going to partner with City FM and City TV and sponsor the City Business Olympics? Thank you very much. Um, let me first of all indicate that I am here to represent my boss, Anthony Awotri, who is the country manager for Ghana and West Africa okay. for Mentos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that said, we are partnering City Business Olympics because the City Business Olympics have become a household name when it comes to corporate sports and fun. Mm, corporate of, sports and fun. Sure. Um, in addition to that, Mentos also is a household name when it comes to GAM. So it's <laughs> yeah. a very good uh, collaboration as we see. Mm. We believe that sports brings people together. And uh, when people come together, they have to be refreshed. 
So Mentos is partnering the City Business Olympics tomorrow. Okay. So we would refresh the people through sampling of one of our flagship brands, the Mentos Ice Gum, Mentos Ice Gum. And, yeah. and other uh, exciting uh, products as well. Okay. And then also that we would give people fresh breath uh-huh. all day as they play and cheer their teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. wonderful, wonderful. I mean, you you mentioned Mentos. I see Mentos Arctic Mint, sugar free. You've mentioned the Mentos Ice. Tell me, for those who love their gum, yeah, why should it be Mentos and not any other gum? There are so many different brands on the market. Why should it be Mentos? Why should I pick Mentos and not pick brand B or brand C? My brother, is there any other gum you know other than Mentos? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that once you mention gum, it is Mentos and maybe the rest, okay. if they exist. Okay. Yeah, so Mentos is a global brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, consistency and quality, we've been there. That informs how long this brand has been in this market, close to 20 years. Uh, Mentos will, ref- will refresh you and give you that f- really fresh breath you need all day. Okay. That is the reason you should choose mentors and not any other thing. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk a bit about the ice school campaign. Ice school. No, that campaign. is past. We have lived okay, beyond that. that. that now we are on say yes to mentors. Say yes, say yes to mentors. Okay, yeah. so the ice school was done during COVID. I yeah, great. Okay. So COVID, we kept people, for example, to stay refreshed and fresh behind their mask, mask. Okay. which yeah. uh, was very exciting. Okay, let's talk about the other products. Um, we know mentors. You mentioned Chupa Chups. What other product lines do you offer? So, beyond Mentos, we have Chupa, as I mentioned. As you can see, the, this is a lollipop. Yeah, we also yeah, have yeah, Chupa yeah. Sour Belt. Very exciting. Very sweet and sour for the kids. It's not <laughs> filling. It's gelatin-free. Huh? We also have Alpenlibe. It's an adult candy, but kids also take it. It's I made see. from caramel. These are really... I'm sure you might have heard Alpenlibe before. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's I still there. I it's still there. I didn't know it was I met there. one of your colleagues at the reception... Who saw the lollipop and said, ah, it's uh, Chupa lollipop still available. <laughs> so we still have all these in, in, in town. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. But uh, in Ghana, we are currently actively promoting the Mentos Ice Gum, mm-hmm. Mentos uh, uh, Candy Roll. Mm-hmm. It also comes in uh, monopacks. Okay. We also have the Ice Gum. We have the f- uh, four different variants okay. of flavors. What we call the peppermint that's the most popular one the blue one which yeah. is peppermint uh-huh. we have the orange we have arctic yeah. and we have spearmint okay. the, the arctic orange, is the, the black is what one i like i like sure. the orange one sure we'll really bring nice. some tomorrow <laughs> to sample it's yeah really, it's really cool uh, yeah really cool so you mentioned the mentors you mentioned the different variants the blue the orange one you've got the arctic mint you've mentioned chupa chops as well yeah. you mentioned the mentos candy yeah yes the rolls and mono pieces and the alpen libe which is the uh, pouch and stick so so somebody's listening to us they've been wondering ah, where can i get mentors to buy where can i get cheaper shops to buy how, how do people get more of these products to buy yeah so as i indicated mentors has a very strong distribution network in ghana and in ghana the sole distributor for mentors and all its products is far east mercantile also called imperial logistics that's why i made ah, it uh, stroke imperial okay, logistics okay, yeah and i'm the business development manager we have our distribution network pangana uh, yeah, so let me use this opportunity to drop shout out to our hawkers, hard working, really hard working hawkers <laughs> on the street. These are people who are helping us create arm reach availability for mentors anytime you are in the streets on the go. 
Mm. I want to say really thank you to them and shout out to them for the hard work they are doing for the brand. Okay. And we would reach out to them soon again under the current circumstances that the economy is very hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned the, uh, your distributors. Yeah. Could you just you know give us a few places where people can go where, where exactly are they located let's say in greater accra so in greater accra i'm not mentioning specifics because mentors is everywhere I'm everywhere and okay, then so in greater accra for example if you go to okaishi you get mentors ah. in any of the confectionery <laughs> shops <laughs> okay. right but uh far east mercantile also have their distribution network across ghana we have ah. depots and distribution uh, uh point all over Ghana. We have distributors, we have sub-distributors, we have, uh, in terms of uh, channels, we also have uh, the modern trade, where you can go to Game or ShopRite and uh, at arm reach around the cash till where you are paying because it's an impulse product, is available <laughs> there. We are playing all uh, sectors and all categories. Great. So we are available everywhere. Okay. That's why I'm not able to mention specifics. Okay, that's yeah. wonderful. So, yeah. um, final words, I mean, you are sponsoring... Um City Business Olympics this year, you mentioned that it's a great way, great idea, sports, people will feel fresh. Um, final words to the companies who have signed up and have paid and will be there tomorrow. What should they expect from mentors tomorrow? Thank you, my brother. Good opportunity to also share with you that we are not just coming as sponsors. You are participating. We are come, the mentors team is coming from Far East Mercantile Imperial Logistics. Let me, let me and they are not just coming to to... Uh, to sign our names and go. We are coming to make an impact. Great. Those who have been here already, let them know that the past is the past. Those trophies you have taken, you cannot just be proud of it all the time. We are coming really big and we might take the soccer trophy. Hey, okay, yeah. you let me, since you are here, let me ask you, which ones are you part? You've mentioned soccer. Soccer. So you are p taking part in soccer. Which yeah. other ones are you part? We are taking part in soccer. As at uh, yesterday in the afternoon when we aligned with your team, we are looking at a few other indoor games which we haven't settled about soccer we have even shared our team members and everybody the players with your team already over there hey, yeah great great yeah. great eric thank you so so much thank and uh, tomorrow people should look out for the mentors team yeah. they will be there not only to let you sample but you see what they will do on uh, in terms of the various sporting disciplines yeah. and eric has given as they are wet. he says they want to win football so uh, the people who want to win football be prepared for tough competition from mentors eric thank you so so much thank you i've been speaking to nankuri eric his business development manager ghana with the far east mercantile limited and imperial logistics and like i said the city business olympics is happening tomorrow September 24. Tomorrow, God willing, we'll all be there at the Eden Heights Sports Complex in Weja. We are playing football. We will be swimming. We are playing table tennis and tennis on the hard court. Volleyball, basketball. Fun games like Sack Race, Arm Wrestling, Lime and Spoon, Owari and Ludu, the CEO's Challenge, the Scrabble video games, Chess. It will be fun, trust me. Tomorrow at the Eden Heights Sports Complex, that is where all the action will be. If you've signed up and you've paid and you secured your spot and you still have a few questions on your mind, call 0558-973-973 for more details. And the City Business Olympics is powered by City FM, City TV, partnered by Eden Heights Doctors in Service Clinic and sponsored by Mentos. Bethel Logistics and Good Day Energy Drink. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up.
and the all new Ghana Pay mobile money service is here. Download the app from the App Store, the Play Store, the Ghana Pay app. I mean, you can also register by dialing star 707 hash and by visiting any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transaction be a free, you only pay e levy. Ghana Pay your money your way and Ghana Pay is a Gips and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration this is the City Breakfast Show the city's biggest conversation join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. yeah baby I like the way you shake body I get money the city breakfast show live on your dial 97.3 fm we'll be wrapping it up in a few minutes a couple of your messages and then we'll call it a morning this one says in the uk there are first class schools which only take the best of the best and no community and not all communities have secondary schools so the few have good infrastructure with the best teachers matthew in winnebas saying that this one says our colonial mentality or adopting the british curriculum is the problem we face as a country um other messages most students cheating exams due to a lack of confidence which is caused by inadequate practice when this is fixed cheating will be reduced to the barest minimum this one says I agree with some ends. I'm also in Finland, and even though we claim all schools are equal here, some are more equal than others. There are prestigious schools that everyone wants to attend, and there are those that you go when you don't get in the first choice schools. Or Henry from Finland saying that this one says, Why can't we be the first to do a full skill upgrade that others will learn from? 
All right, this one says, I see a certain re- realistic uh, education minister seeking to transform a wishy-washy educational system founded by non-realists and opportunists. That's an unfortunate situation for a technocrat to find himself in. We can't continue this way if, indeed, we need a transformation and development. It's all about chewing, pouring, passing, forgetting, and finding a square hole to fit in. Revamping, recalibration, rethinking, restructuring, monitoring, and evaluation are all we need to save the education sector. That's from Yakubu Ibn Chambers. And, um, Charles Akubu in Tamale says, I love Samen's point. I keep wondering why a good policy like one model school in a district was not pursued by uh, subsequent governments. And this one says, this education minister has a major weakness. How can you introduce major, how can you introduce reforms without broad consultation with key stakeholders such as teacher unions, parents and civil society? We are not in America. If he thinks our, edu- our curriculum is not assertive, he has overseen curriculum review since his days as a deputy and now minister. What has he done about this? So he's just, it's all talk, honestly. Dominic said that. Alright, that's our City Breakfast Show for this week. Many, many thanks for listening. We appreciate the fact that you take time out every morning to listen to us on this dial. My name is Nathan Kwa. I sat in for Benadavle. You heard Godfather Kutubuafu. You also had Caleb Kuda. Then you also had Samens. Earlier, Daniel Cranting was here. Show was produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. But Fred Odum, the richest man, he gave us support on technical. Please keep your dials locked on City 97.3. Got great programs for you. Remember that there's a live football. We'll be giving you live commentary of the Ghana Brazil friendly later this evening. We go live from 6 p.m. Kickoff is at 6.30. So join the City Sports team for that one.